You are listening to the Grassroots StarCraft 2 podcast, episode 16, originally released on November 18th, 2023. This episode will be an interview with team game player who enjoys getting drunk and stoned, Diamond 1 random 1v1 player, and Nidus enjoyer, Hi Pimplor. Oh shit. There he is. Hello, hey. internet. Hello, internet. Hello, internet. Uh, maybe I should turn the fucking thing down here. First time using a computer, I guess. Welcome to the Grassroots StarCraft 2 podcast. Uh, unfortunately, Twitch says there's an incoming ad break, so we'll probably take a, a few seconds here once that <coughs> ad break starts. But yeah, thank you, Hi Pimplar, for coming on the show. Uh, Thanks for having me, buddy. Super stoked to have you. And... Uh, I can't believe I didn't ask you sooner to come on the show. It just seems like a natural kind of thing to do, but I'm glad we're here today. All good, brother. Glad to be here. Cool. Oh, it looks like I have a snooze option. All right, we're going to snooze that. I'm going to snooze as much as I can these ads. Okay. Yeah, it's it's been a four-month hiatus. It's been a lot longer than I imagined since there's been an episode, and I'm glad you're here to uh, kick things back off. Let's get it fired up, man. Get a crack a lacking. <laughs> <laughs> I've never really done this before, but maybe we can. Do, I can do a little bit of a, a advi parental advisory or kind of warning. Uh, my, my shows typically have cursing, but there there might be some, um, you know, some alcohol usage on the show or some marijuana usage. So if, if that's uh, illegal in your state or, or district, uh, please be advised. But it's legal as far as kind of where High Pimplar lives. I think we're certainly where I live in the West Coast. And, uh, yeah, we're gonna have a good time tonight. Hell yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the different topics we're going to have for this show. It's uh, pretty typical of other, um, other episodes, but a little bit of a twist here since high Pimplar is primarily a team game player. And, uh, I feel like I've recently, I don't know when I discovered your stream, but we've been playing a lot of team games together. It feels like at least like two to three times in a given week and i've been really having a lot of fun uh, it is i mean it's it's a nice change of pace right like i used to play a lot of 1v1 back in the day but i don't know i just got tired of it you know it yeah seems like it was just like the same cookie cutter shit you had to do the same shit every fucking time right and now it's like i don't even want to touch 1v1 just the way that the state the state of the game is now Mm -hmm. I, will, I would if viewers came into my channel and they request it. I've always been one for entertainment, right? Somebody comes in and says, hey, mind playing some 1v1? It's, I don't have a problem with playing it, right? Right. It's just not my, just not my go-to. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the different topics we'll talk about. Uh, High Pimplar as a player. We're going to talk about him as a streamer. Um, we're going to talk about community. And then we can even go into like kind of career, non-SC2-related uh, it seems like Hypnoblar from our pre-show talk is, is pretty open about talking about that. So, yeah, those are the, the topics for this episode. Uh, so let's just jump right into it as a as a player. Uh, <coughs> let's let's talk about the ID Hypnoblar. Like, where did that originate? Is it fairly new or you've had that since you started gaming as a kid? Uh, Brood War. Actually, Brood War, I came up with it. I, uh, my first name on Battle.net was uh, Devil's Advocate. 
but then I ended up changing it. I don't know where I came up with it. It just clicked to me one day and I said, oh, hi, Templar, hi, Pimplar. And it just, I don't know, just kind of had that name since then. So I think, I think it was about 98, 99 I've had that name. And then when I, once, I got, once I got into StarCraft 2, I was thankful because nobody had stolen that profile name yet. But I don't think it actually matters in StarCraft 2. I think anyone can basically have the same name. I mean, I think you could basically have a million High Pimplars out there because I, I've changed my name over the years. Originally, it was High Pimplar, but now I use StarCraft Poo instead. Um, <laughs> at one point, I had my name as Eat Ass because I just wanted to see how how uh, how Battle.net would react to that and how long it would take for a you know an ID ban on something like that. But as soon as I did it, I started noticing other IDs out there named Eat Ass as well, right? So I wasn't the only one. <laughs> but I, you know you end up pissing somebody off or you say something wrong in a game and you end up getting banned right which is funny to me because they're so on top of you know banning people for their names yet they don't ban people for fucking hacking and shit right that's one thing that i've never got it's like oh yeah they're quick to ban somebody for the name eat ass i mean it's not even really a controversial name let's think about it right i could be the one that's saying i like to eat ass right you know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, high, high Pimplar has been my kind of my user ID ever since 1999. Wow, 99.98. So we're talking like yeah. over over 20 years now. Yeah, um, uh, 20 years is the High Pimplar. And then let, 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 let me just reassure you guys, I'm I'm the farthest thing from a pimp. I'm a father married with the same woman for 20 years. So kind of ironic that my name's High Pimplar, even though I'm like the furthest thing from a pimp. I don't even know how to talk to a woman these days. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the the High Pimplar originated from the 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 StarCraft unit High Templar. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, High Templar. I mean, it's like I've streamed some other games, and people have asked me, well, "What's what's up with your name?" I don't get it, right? But I mean, I'm pretty sure High Templar has been a phrase, and fuck, is in the early days, that's what they used to call what High Religious fucking Council. They used to call them the High Templar, didn't they? I mean, I could just be talking out my ass here, but maybe, yeah. But so I'm thinking, if you ever like venture out of StarCraft, like streaming-wise, let's say, and you, you're still using the High Pimplar ID, and you know you're still doing like your smoking thing on stream, people might think the high, the high, and the High Pimplar comes from the smoking, but that's just really a a coincidence. I imagine. Back in '98, you weren't smoking, is that right? Actually, I was smoking in '98, but I didn't even think about that, man. You just blew a high guy's mind, man. I <laughs> pimplar. I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah, that's. I mean, uh, I think when I when I watch your stream and I see your ID, I see high high pimplar. I, I actually think about like the smoking aspect of it, and like you know, because we have in, in the chat right now, we have fat nugs, which is another, you know hints at like smoking kind of culture but yeah he's, for, he's a smoker as well yes for some reason i don't i don't instinctually think of a high, high templar but maybe i should yeah i mean it's like I, that's what i thought everyone's mind went to but i guess i'm the only one that's i guess that's what happens when you come up with the name right you're thinking something but everyone else is thinking something else and it gets misconstrued right yeah definitely open to interpretation yeah definitely what about right. your name? Your 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 name uh, PCH. Where did that come from? Anybody yes, uh, PCH is a shorthand of my first AOL screen name. So back in like probably middle school or even before then, 
I had the AOL screen name Computer Homie. And then when AOL, people started using AOL Instant Messenger, I shorthanded it to PC Homie. And then just for like gamer tag, I just made it even shorter, like PCH, Personal Computer Homie. Nice. Yeah. So that's kind of the uh, short, like, that, origins of my ID. Yeah, the history. I think the first time it's like I came across you, you raided me. And I think I pronounced your name. It's 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 Pesich or it's like I tried to pronounce it as one word, but then it was actually it's PCH. But again, there's that stoner mind for you. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, when I first streamed back in like 2017 or 2018, I actually had a different Twitch account, and then it took a long break from the game. And uh, I think my first Twitch account was like PCHSC2, but I I couldn't when I came back to StarCraft and the whole Twitch world, I, I couldn't get access to that account, unfortunately. So I just made a new ID and I was like, what's something with PCH? Like, oh, it's PCH, whatever. I mean, you could always use the ID eat ass, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is Twitch or Battle.net bans you. That is an option. Actually, <laughs> as far as SC2 goes, I've always been very like strict of like staying PCH or if on my main account explicitly my main account has always been pch this is the first season ever on my main account i've switched it to something different uh i'm now smurf stomper so i, I like i want to use that free name change we get every season yeah mix it up man that's what i like to do too right and it's like you run across the same assholes that are you know purposely just being dickheads to you it's nice to have a name change so you don't even have to engage them right yeah Definitely. I mean, I, yeah, it's like everyone else. You run into fucking dickheads online, right? Oh, there goes my camera again. Sorry, give me a sec here. My camera does funky shit. I don't know why. Oh, good. Ratless says it's the ghost, but I just think it's a shitty ass fucking camera. But just give me one sec. I just have to unplug and replug in. Sure. There we go. Give it two seconds and it will replug in. Yeah, I don't know why it does that. Every so often, it just goes fuzzy. Oh, good. All right, we can continue talking here. Um, so that your idea originated in 98, 99 with Brood War. Like, like you said, you've been using it for a very long time now. Um, so I guess the, this kind of goes into the next question, partially answered here. When did you start playing StarCraft 2? And it was, it was Brood War? Or even prior to Brood War, like before the, the Brood War expansion, is that right? Yeah, yeah, the OG StarCraft. And my, my brother bought it because my brother was... Uh was uh, four years older than me and he, he had money at the time right so he was working a job so he brought that home because we originally we were playing diablo that was the the og blizzard game that we were playing but then he's like oh this is a blizzard game too we should try this one and it's like in starcraft and fuck it was history from there right started playing that and couldn't stop playing it mm -hmm. yeah that's interesting i i really I missed out on the whole like Brood War, even pre-Brood War era of StarCraft II and RTS. So it's it's always interesting to hear longtime RTS uh, gamers and, and kind of their history there. Yeah, and it's like I've always played RTS. I've loved the RTS genre. It's like it's it's going to be hard to play something else if StarCraft II goes dead, right? Hopefully, um, uh, what's that game called? Fuck. Marijuana, eh? Uh that fucking Stormgate or, or Zero yeah, Space? Stormgate. No, Stormgate. That's the one I'm talking about. Hopefully that one will uh, be a good game to play because like there's nothing worse than sitting there waiting for the latest RTS to come out and it just fucking flops, right? Yeah, and I from what I remember, um, December, next month, 
of 2023 is going to be uh, the next phase of their like internal. I think they've been in closed alpha for a handful of months now, and I think it might go into closed beta. So I'm hoping to get my hands on closed beta. Um, I have a lot of personal or career experience with NDAs and adhering to NDAs. So uh, I have no problem if uh, Frost Giant or anybody from there or any, or any other companies are listening. I have no problem adhering to NDA. It's been my whole career being in tech. So I hope we all get into these games before they release to the public and, um, you know, get, get our say in, in what the game is like. Is, is it true that the game's supposed to be free to play? Is that is that what everyone's saying? Like, I don't know if that's actually true, but I'm not up to date on the latest with Stormgate, but I believe Stormgate is going to be free to play. Um, like the multiplayer will be free to play, but the camp it might be similar to StarCraft Two, where the campaign costs money. Uh, or does the campaign cost money for StarCraft Two, or is it just the multiplayer that's free? I think I think, I think uh, Wings of Liberty is free. I think you have to pay for all the other expansions. I don't know. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's the way it works. Yeah, don't quote me either. But I, I think um, I actually backed Zero Space on their Kickstarter or Patreon, whatever it was. I think it's Kickstarter. And I think, yeah, I paid 55 and it was for the actual full game plus some digital items. So I think that's what I initially liked about Zero Space versus a Stormgate is that Zero Space is not free to play. And as far as like, you know, me being extremely outspoken about the whole smurfing thing, Hopefully, not free to play will help that. Yeah, and you like you said, free to play is just enabled more Smurfs to you know keep fucking Smurfing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so that was kind of a little bit of the origins of you starting to play um, StarCraft. Yeah, I mean, I the, the little more into detail too. I mean, I guess I was in high school at the time, so it would have been ninety seven, ninety eight. So that would have been early high school. And I was playing a lot of contact sports at the time. So I'd, you know, play football or rugby after school. And I wouldn't have time to do my homework. So what I would do is I would play StarCraft instead of doing my homework. And then I would do my homework uh, in a rush going into school in the morning. My mom would end up dropping me off early uh, just so I could do my homework, right? But it's like I got by. I still fucking managed to graduate high school. But, you know, playing sports and StarCraft and barely doing any of my homework, I, I'm very shocked I was able to graduate. But, yeah, I spent most of my time when I should have been studying playing StarCraft. So I think that's where lots of my uh, my APM and my hand movement comes from, right? It's kind of just even though I'm 40 years old and I've slowed down, I mean, I was fucking lightning back in the day, right? We all were. We obviously get old and we get a little bit slower, right? But, but yeah, man, I was like, that's all I wanted to do is fucking get home from school after rugby or football and just play fucking Brood War for three hours. Piss my parents off. They, cause we had dial up back then, right? You didn't have cable internet. So everything was dial up. So you'd hear my mom, get off the fucking computer, right? Sorry, mom. <laughs> you know, cause I'd already been playing for three hours at that point, right? That was the way she went. It's like, fuck, we didn't have that cable or fucking internet where it wasn't dial-up, you know? I mean, I'm sure you were on the same page when you first got an internet or computer. You had to use the dial-up internet as well, right? Yeah, I was on dial-up, and I remember, like, people picking up the phone, and it would just kill your connection. Yeah. Um, I wasn't playing Brood War back then. I was playing uh, in high school. 
I'm a little, a little bit younger than you. I'm 37. But in high school, I was playing Quake 3 and uh, kind of similar story. I spent a lot of time gaming and uh, towards the end of high school doing sports. So I can relate to like it's a lot on your plate, especially if you get really heavily invested in the game uh, and piss, pissing off your parents. Yeah, I remember you those are, days. Yeah, it was like it was more than just uh, playing the game. You know, it was an addiction. It's like it still is an addiction. Even though, you know, I'm not happy with the state of the game and, you know, you're pissed off about it. As to, here I am. I'm still fucking playing it 20 fucking years later, right? More than 20 years later. You know, StarCraft's been in my life more than my wife has. And my wife's been in my life for 20 fucking years, right? Right. Yeah, similar story here. Uh, sensation in the chat says we use net zero internet kick. <laughs> 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 I remember net zero. And it's like, I can't remember what I had. Sympatico, I think it was called. Sympatico Online or something like that. Uh, back in the Brood War, like the OGS StarCraft days, I was about to say SC2, uh, were you playing random or were you did you start out with a particular race? Uh, no, I always played random because, uh, well, Brood War is where I started playing random. I think the first race that I ever started picking up uh, playing was Protoss in uh, Brood War. But, uh, yeah, just played random. Always played random. I just found the game more fun to do it that way, right? Especially if you're playing team games. You know, if you're playing 1v1, it obviously makes more sense to just play one uh, one race, which I've never done. Every time that I play 1v1 or fired it up in StarCraft 2, I'm always playing random. And I feel like I'd play better if I just picked a race, you know, Zerg or Protoss. Definitely not fucking Terran. God, what a garbage race. <laughs> But uh, no, garbage in the sense that I just don't know what to do with them in 1v1. I think I have the build, you know. I was like, oh, you got to play Bio against Protoss. I play Bio against Protoss. I get fucking spanked. Okay, it's like we'll play Mech against Zerg. What happens? I get fucking spanked again. It's like, eh, I just don't know, man. It's obviously just not my race, right? But I still do it anyways. And when I play in uh, team games, I can make it function a little bit better. People don't notice I suck in larger team games when I'm playing 10. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will notice that I suck. <laughs> that, that's the thing about teams as it scales to like twos to threes and especially in fours is you can have you can have your worst race in fours. And like like you said, you can kind of like hide in the crowd of like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 you guys think I'm pretty good, but I actually suck more than uh, I appear to be. Yeah, exactly. Just hiding in the shadows. Wow, so you've always played random. Like when I started playing StarCraft II at the very beginning, I told myself when I was playing the different races, I started playing Protoss and then I played Terran and ended up Zerg and like Legacy of the Void or like End of Heart of the Swarm. I told myself, once I'm good enough, then I'll switch to random because I really want to play all races at once. And I think it really wasn't until Legacy of the Void that I started playing random, um, mostly in team games and like a little bit in 1v1. But yeah, like huge respect for just starting out random because that's difficult well and like i said it's like i've already had all that practice with starcraft one right so i'd, I'd already been doing random at that point so you kind of have a base knowledge of sorry excuse me of the races right i mean things obviously changed i think the first game that i did end up playing on starcraft 2 i picked zerg because i just felt comfortable playing zerg and brood war and uh i think i i ended up dying to avoid ray and he's like, I didn't even know how to build a queen. I was like, what? What the fuck is a queen, right? You mean the hatchery builds a queen? What the fuck is this? It's, it's, that's what happens when you don't play campaign. You just jump right into the online play. 
And that's what I did. I was like, fuck campaign. I'm just going to play online, man. And, and to this day, I still haven't even played the full campaign. I think I'm halfway through Heart of the Swarm. I mean, everyone says you got to finish the campaign, but I don't know, man. To me, StarCraft 2 has always been about the online, you know, to, to fuck around on the campaign is, you know, fun for some people, but it just doesn't do it for me, right? I like the challenge of uh, playing against, you know, real humans. <clears throat> yeah, that was similar to me. I just jumped straight online. Um, I did the Wings and the Heart of the Swarm campaign, but for me personally, it was just kind of sludging through it just to say that I completed it. I, I still haven't completed Legacy of the Void. I think I'm pretty close, but yeah, online, definitely, I agree. It's where it's at. And uh, speaking of online, I, I had read some articles about Stormgates, the technology they're using for reduced latency online. Um, even some of the like load testing that they're, they're doing for Stormgate, they partnered with a third-party company that specializes in network infrastructure. And they recently did a test for Stormgate where they loaded a thousand, or not a thousand, excuse me, one million people one I think it's simulated or emulated, not actually one million people on computers, but one million clients playing the game at the same time worldwide. Uh, so they're really gearing up to have really great, hopefully significantly better network infrastructure and uh, like software development in place than StarCraft 2. Yeah, and it's like StarCraft 2 has just slowly been declining on what the fuck they do, you know? It's like even the maps, they say they're going to come up with new maps and they just rehash old ones, you know? They're just giving up. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing, right? For uh, You can you can talk about this more, but the the map pool for this season, specifically the team maps, they're all old maps. Is that correct? That's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of them are from um, Heart of the Swarm. Uh, late heart of the swarm and they just they don't work with legacy legacy of the void econ right they were designed for heart of the swarm eco econ which was slower uh not to mention the minerals were more like some of these maps i forget what the hell the form uh 4v4 map is or is it a 3v3 it's an it's an ice map but they only uh design the map so everyone gets two expansions on the map and there's no expansions after that, right? So it's like everything runs out quick. The game just goes quick. Um, and everyone ends up taking the wrong expansions. It's just a mess. It's, it, like I said, just wasn't designed for Legacy of the Void Econ, right? And they don't even care, right? They didn't even take that into consideration. They're like, oh, well, how stupid would this map be with Legacy of the uh, Void Econ, right? But I mean, also in another aspect, I don't really blame them because StarCraft Two is a 1v1 game. It always has been, you know? Uh, you see that from the streams you see that from people that get the views people watch gm 1v1 streams because that's what the game's about always has been right so to ask for team game maps would just be absolutely outlandish right even though there's still people out there that play team games there used to be a harsh team game fucking player base back in heart of the swarm you know good players you know, there wasn't any of this free-to-play fucking bullshit. People that had been playing the game since Wings of Liberty, that had been playing team games, you know? So now you've kind of just been, with this free-to-play, you've been forced into these games where you're playing with people that have just basically got the game, and then you got to play against people that are full of range teams, right? And it's just that the games aren't fun anymore. But just being a StarCraft addict like I am, I got to keep fucking playing, right? <clears throat> Yeah, definitely. Um, 
Side note here, really newbie, thank you for the raid. Uh, welcome, Raiders. Uh, this is the Grassroots StarCraft 2 podcast, episode 16. We're talking with High Pimplar. Uh, just kind of started the episode talking about him as a player. His, uh, the recap here is he just he started playing in Brood War, even prior to Brood War, OG, StarCraft, 98, 99. And uh, we're talking about this, this kind of stale map pool. We've talked a little bit about Stormgate. We're kind of bouncing all over the place here, but... Um, yeah, talking you talking about that there used to be a lot more team players. That reminds me, we were playing together, I think it was last night or the night before, and we ran into so like an OG kind of team player and he was streaming as well. And uh I imagine that person was it Darkshade? Yeah, Darkshade, yep, yeah. He's been playing team games for a long time. Yeah. So I that's something I noticed playing with you and your crew, High Pimplar, is like we'll load up like a pre ranged like two like threes or fours. And even occasionally to this day, we run into folks that are like, they, they know you and they know you well. They know your, like maybe your play style or they recognize your account name, Starcraft Poo. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, uh, well, that's what, that's kind of why I changed my name. I used to actually have my name as High Pimplar, but, uh, you know, it's just too many people on the friends list, too many haters, too many fucking pieces of shit over the years. I just changed my name, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of just, kind of moved away from a toxic crowd you know it's like when I, if anyone spends any time watching my stream i get i get frustrated at stupid shit but i never really take it out on uh my teammates you know i'll play with random teammates and i'll say to myself on stream i'll say something like oh fuck look at this idiot right you know but i won't go out and type to him and say hey you fucking idiot why what the fuck are you doing it's like i know he's a newbie it's not his fault. It's the way the fucking matchmaking is designed, right? So it's like, it's not been one of my things to sit there and lash out at fucking teammates, right? I'll say stuff, but I'll never sit there and lash out. I think you guys even have clips of me clipping, sitting there calling somebody a moron, but I never actually type it out on the screen, right? Yeah, a, a good point here that you, you just mentioned was, uh, um, you know, a lot of people like watching 1v1 and StarCraft 2 is a 1v1 game. And it's ironic because really newbie just rated the the podcast here, and I, I was just in, checking out his stream before the podcast, and he had just mentioned, which is, this is great feedback, really newbie. He said, "I've been seeing your stream, PCH on Twitch, but I've seen that you're playing team games, and it's just not like my thing, which is totally fine. But it's oh, it's yeah. great it, it's great feedback, and it really kind of reaff reaffirms what you just said, High Pimplar, that like people generally like watching one v one, and maybe that's where we'll see a shift with Stormgate because I know Stormgate has the three v three mode." And I'm hoping that they do it right. Um, like they obviously iterate on it better than way better than StarCraft two for team games. So And it's like I said earlier too, I'm not opposed to playing one v one. It's like I used to play it back in I think two thousand fourteen was the last time. And I was Diamond One with random race. Uh but nobody ever comes in. They just automatically see team game player and it's like they've had people say shit. I've even had uh people just follow the channel right off the hop and say fucking high pimplar's trash i had somebody follow me and say that right because i was playing team games you know it's, that's what i figure or maybe i was just playing fucking shitty who fucking knows right but uh, you know it's just, it's just you you get people they come in and out of the channel it's like oh this guy's got 10 11 viewers but it's usually just the homies hanging out right and they'll just watch it and they'll fuck off because it's not a fucking 1v1 but at, at the bottom of my bio, I've always had it at the bottom of my bio. It says, 
request games. I can play 1v1, 2v2, but most people that come in out on the channel don't even read that. They just fuck off, right? Like I said, never opposed to it. I think Sensation came in the other day uh, when I was really hammered, <laughs> part <laughs> for the course, and, and said, hey, man, why don't you play some 1v1? And I did. I fired up some 1v1. You know, I got my ass handed to me, but, you know, he read the bio. He said, hey, play some 1v1, and that's what I did. Nice. Yeah, I think a lot of viewers skip over the bio, that, the, bio the kind of additional information there. But uh, I try to read that, especially if it's a, a, a new stream that I'm checking out, I really want to see like everything that they're kind of advertising or self-promoting. So, and too, you know, it's like as a as a Twitch streamer too, it shouldn't just be about uh, the gameplay. I mean, yes, it should be about the gameplay. You shouldn't be absolute fucking dog ass at the game. I mean, people are obviously going to sit there and want to watch somebody that's better at the game. But also, being a Twitch uh, streamer also comes down to personality too, right? You also have to be entertaining. You can't be sitting there like a fucking goddamn dial tone and nobody will want to watch you, right? And that was another thing, too. When I first started streaming, I didn't have a mic. I didn't have uh, a webcam. Uh, and nobody would follow. Nobody would join the channel. Nobody would, you know, sub or fucking donate because, you know, they want to see a face. They want to be able to not just watch the game. They want to be able to fucking get entertainment, right? So that's what I think a lot of people that are streaming... Uh, that are good at the game, but don't have a webcam or actually talk. I think that's what they're missing to actually be good streamers is just actually having that entertainment value as well. Not just being good at the game, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Majority of us are going to need to have some level of entertainment value because, you know, we're the 99% that aren't Serral or, you know, some of exactly. these top... The, the the serals that can be monotone like or would you say dialed dial tone <laughs> well, okay, well yeah as entertaining as a dial tone yeah entertaining as a dial tone you know serral can be a, a dial tone because he's just an unbelievable greatest of all time caliber player well but, that's exactly it people are tuning in to see the magic of how great he is right yeah definitely all right, so uh, these yeah these next couple questions here about you as a player, like what race did you first play random? You're still playing random now. Um, this might be more of a unique question. So what's your favorite matchup? This is a typically like a 1v1 type of question, but let's maybe let's talk about the dynamic of matchups and maybe we can, we can go from 2v2 to 3v3 to 4v4. Like what's your favorite combo um, in, in well, 2v2? Well, we'll start off with 1v1 because it's like, well, because I do, like I said, I do play some 1v1 from time to time when people request. Uh, I got to say, hands down, my favorite matchup is PVZ. Uh, I feel like that to me is the easiest match. Me playing Protoss against Zerg. Uh, what I usually do is I just, I usually fuck over their expo. I know it's cheesy ass bullshit, but you always go Forge first, first against Zerg and it's, I've had success. It's probably not better in the higher rankings, but I find doing that has probably been, I think I have like a 10 and two for the past year with my record as PVZ from doing that, going forge first, but being a cheesy fucker. And it's like, when I do it, I feel like a sleazeball, but it works every fucking time. Right. It's like, I got to go have a shower after I cannon rush because I fucking hate it myself. Right. But it's like, what else are you supposed <laughs> to do as a Protoss against Zerg? Right. But, uh, 
yeah, dynamics for team games. I would say best uh, for 2v2 is definitely Terran Protoss. It has been for a lot of years. Uh, the mech air toss playstyle has um, has just been fucking amazing. Like, I don't think uh, even to this day, even with, uh, with the new uh, uh, patches and shit, I still think uh, TP going air toss and mech is the best late game, uh, mid game combo. It can get a little little tricky early game for obvious reasons if you're playing against like ZZ or something like that. Um, for 3v3, uh, just having an air toss on your team. For any larger team scale games, you need to always have an air toss on your team. It's just the way it works for larger scale team games. 3v3, 4v4, always have an air toss. If you're the only Protoss on the team, you play air. That's the way you have to do it if you play those larger scale team games because it scales better than anything in the game and team game. The, the team uh, game map pool for threes and fours are designed with all this fucking stupid ass airspace, uh, like dead space and shit. Um, uh, the only thing that I would say that would probably be a little bit better with those combos would probably be Nidus because it's just so fucking broken in larger scale team games. It's hard to follow a, a changeling. Uh, the maps are designed for uh, Nidus play, you know? It's like some of these maps, the the main base has this big fucking gap, like a country mile, with all this dead (laughs) airspace that's perfect for a Nidus on the other side where they can just float in the Locust, right? But, uh, yeah, I'd definitely say Protoss is definitely... Like, it's hard to really gauge which which is the best for threes and fours because it's just a fucking shit mix. Anything can happen. There's just too many variables, right? But I would definitely say for two v two TP for years has been the best uh, two uh, best combo in my opinion. There's a lot to unpack, unpack there. So starting off with one v one, your favorite matchup is PVZ, and ironically, um, if anybody follows Loco Loco out there, I follow him on Instagram. He made a like a, a real like a short clip of him playing. He plays Zerg, so he did a hatch first versus a Protoss, and the real is like. The Protoss builds the pylon on the low ground next to the hatchery, and he types in the chat bluff, or he says call, and the guy puts question mark. He's like, I'm calling your bluff. That's fake. And it was a real cannon rush, and he lost. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he tried to make, he, make Ro, he made Road Travager. By the time the Road Travager wa- walked across the map, there was void. And uh, so, and I've, I've tried it, you know, I try cannon rush mostly in PvP, but maybe I should try it a bit more in pvz and, and see how how it goes well and it is and it's that's that's genuinely what uh what zergs will do that's their like go-to i mean obviously they'll change it up uh from time to time but they'll always go 17 hatch right they'll always go for that quick expo and you just sneak that probe in behind the mineral line too and it protects you right you do the forge first you can always do the fucking cannons on the lower ground and protect yourself um, obviously, Nidus comes into play later game, but you know, like you said in Diamond One, it as of recently, it seems to be working really well. Yeah, and the, the Zerg meta has uh, kind of changed for ZVP. Actually, uh, I think this is from Eric, where instead of going like sixteen or seventeen hatch um, to prevent the pylon block, what they do now is like uh, fifteen out of fourteen supply hatchery. And so it completely prevents a probe on most maps from even getting there in time to, to pylon block. But the downside is that you don't have the second overlord hanging out near the hatchery. So you won't be able to see as much vision of something like a, a cannon rush. So even maybe even with like the current meta of 15 hatch, it's it's even better now. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it, the game has gotten to a cheesy point too, where it's like, fuck, it, like I mean, you look at all the statistics. Zerg has been dominating for years, right? The only people that make Protoss and Terrans look good are the ones that are just amazing at the game, right? Like, look at Terrans. Terrans have been suffering for years. The only person that really has been a really good Terran for a lot of years is obviously what's his name, Mario. Mario. Yep. Yeah, you know. No, what other Terran can you say has really dominated StarCraft Two besides that? Right, definitely. You know, he's the only one, right? I mean, there's been there's been a few Protoss and a hell of a lot of fucking Zergs, right? I mean, if, even if you go on the stats online, I'm sure if you fucking go online and you look at like money statistics on like earnings of like the races, I'm sure Zerg has probably got all the races beat by a country mile. Yeah, it's, I think the the Millionaire Club is like Maru, Serral, maybe Chat can help us out here. Who's in the million million dollar club as far as uh, prize earning for StarCraft 2? But I def absolutely Serral and Maru. Um, but and going into 2v2, you said TP for a long time has been a the best combo as a, a less experienced team game player. I always thought it would be TZ because I felt like Hellion, uh, Hellion Ling super early on is strong, but um, why why is TP so good? Uh, it's, it's just the the mech air toss combo. Uh, like you like I said, if you got you know void rays carriers mixed with uh, Thor tank, right? How how the fuck are you really gonna engage that? Pretty hard to engage with all the different kinds of army comps, right? You know, you could come at it with, you know, let's say if you had TT, you come at it with two sets of mech. It's like, oh, still, you still beat because, like, how are you going to battle the air toss? You're going to have to build mass Thor. Then the other Terran player just that that's playing with the Protoss just goes mass tanks, right? And then all the Thors are just null and void after that. Uh, you know, think of other things. You could go mass Zerg. Okay, so how are you going to counter that with two Zs? It's like mass Corruptors, Infestors, fucking... It's it's just it gets tricky, you know. Like I said, it's there's obviously a mixed bag when the game first starts off, but like when you get towards mid and late game, uh, TP is definitely the most viable in my opinion. A mech air toss uh, combo is really hard to fuck with. <clears throat> yeah, I've learned so much playing uh, teams with you and your crew the past at least handful of weeks, if not month or I don't know how long we've been playing now, but. That's something I learned is when we roll up threes or fours, the first question, like air or ground, and we're typing in team chat, like AG, like A for air, G for ground, especially if you're Protoss. It reminds me of, like, I think it was the game last night. Dude, I, I rage quit. I, I quit, but you and Nugs held it held it down, and it ended up being, was it both of you went had a air, air toss? And, yeah, we both had air toss. And the, the, the Terran just had, like, mass Thor. It was just, like, it was, you guys recalled there. And you spread your units against the Thor and just yeah, you those held guys it. Were, those guys were good, man. Those guys were fucking kicking our ass yesterday for sure. And then you... so I see sometimes you come across these good players in team games that are, you know, GM, master players that fuck around with team games, right? I was talking in Sensations chat or live stream earlier today about, uh, I think the guy's wonton soup. It's the guy that's like 60 APM. And he just, he, ne he never gets attacked kind of guy. He just masses Thor every single game. And he'll hit you, he'll hit you like 15 minutes with fucking three, three Thors. 
is one of those guys that just kind of just okay well i'm doing what i'm doing hope for the best you guys better protect me because <laughs> like i ain't doing shit <laughs> for like seven minutes this guy's playing single player in, in teams yeah it's funny, funny dude every time he does it too <laughs> the vibe yeah, build you, you come across people that do that fucking shit all the time they'll do the same fucking build and it's like what are you doing man you played like 18k games you think maybe you would switch it up a little bit <laughs> somebody said this and um i was watching dave test the stream before the podcast tonight they were streaming the that turtle kind of a tournament for uh, cranky ducklings and people were talking about pro players in the chat and they were saying why is innovation called innovation when he does the same fucking builds <laughs> for like all of his pro games <laughs> I never thought about that actually. Oh, and Fat Nugs too. He's saying Ket Rock. Yeah, Ket Rock is the same kind of player. It's just, oh, yeah. you know, Ket Rock's going to do Mass Raven, Planetary, and just uh, mentally tear you the fuck down. I, uh, I actually used to like watching his fucking channel. It's like obviously got boring over the years, right? Because you're watching the same shit over and over again, right? But no, uh, he, had, he had an interesting playstyle. That Mass Raven was, was something different to watch, man. And the, the la one of the last things I wanted to comment on, you just mentioned about the different combos in team games is uh, Swarm Host. Dude, we were tormented. I think it was last night where it was you, me, Nugs, and we had was the, at least one Zerg, maybe two. They were just, like, just Nidus everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> that fucking sound, man. Fucking haunts me in my dreams. Just be sleeping, I'll wake up with a cold sweat. Fucking, ah! what the fuck, man? <laughs> oh man, it was like no joke, chat. It was nightus like every 30 seconds, and we were just like, Where the fuck is it? They were doing mass changeling, we'd have to spot where the changeling was going, and uh. Yeah, it gets hectic in team games. That's why I say larger team games, it's fucking broken. That's why it irritates me so much, I guess. I mean, obviously, it's not a problem in 1v1 and shit, right? People aren't doing fucking Swarm Host Nidus in 1v1. If they did, they're probably getting spanked, you know? <clears throat> Good nukers are annoying, too. Yeah, definitely, man. Good nukers. I should try that as, as Terran, actually. Sitting there trying to look for that red dot when you're playing like a 4v4 game or a 3v3 game. It's like, <laughs> fuck, man. I'm not even going to bother looking. I'm just going to hope it's not my eco that gets blown up. So here, yeah, here's the difference too in in teams in StarCraft Two versus one v one. Is teams, there's points in the game where the mini map is going ape shit, and I'm just like, I don't even, where do I even look? Where do I put my attention to? Yeah, somebody's screaming at you to help. I'm just like, I got my own shit going on over here, man. <laughs> and people are pinging too. It's just, it's a. Oh. Oh, the excessive <laughs> pinging when somebody's like figured out how to ping for the first time. Sitting there like pinging fucking woodland creatures on the fucking map and shit. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yo, 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 check it out, man. This this whatever it's called, the fucking stupid ass creatures that are always roaming your base. Fucking shit. Yeah. Uh, excessive pinging something that gets to me for sure. <clears throat> Alright. Um next question here. What's what's your favorite unit in the game? It could be, you know, any from any race. Uh like I like playing Blink Stalker. I like uh, I like sitting there trying to ma uh, micro Blink Stalkers in an engagement. Sitting there with the health bars and sitting there pretending like I'm fucking good at the game. I mean, I think I think my Blink Micro is pretty good. 
but like it just gives me a sense that I'm playing the game at a higher level than I actually am when I'm sitting there using Blink Micro, so that's why I like stop playing Stalkers. I rarely ever do it because it doesn't scale very good in larger team games. Like I said, Air Toss is way more viable, so the better thing to do is to go Air Toss, but yeah, I would definitely say Blink Stalkers. And you know, Blink... Blink Stalkers remind me of the guy, I think you introduced me to him, or he might have joined my stream. Uh, his Twitch ID is Jumbotron Stream, and in game, it's uh, he's in that Dick, is it Dick Boy Club or Dick Boy Joe, Joe Biden? He's <laughs> Joe a, Biden. Yeah, he's he's apparently a hacker. Like a, a Sergeant Radla ended up finding a, a replay of him hacking uh, years ago, right? Uh, I mean, it's on on undeniable uh, uh evidence that he is hacking like i would say that he was actually hacking too but i mean people can change right and i've played a few games with him since where i've spanked him uh i've seen him like die to stupid shit that you know you know a hacker wouldn't die to so you know he seems like a nice guy he's a steelers fan right so like i always believe people can change not everyone's a piece of shit for life right people right. can change right absolutely yeah that's a very important thing to to state is um, just because somebody did hack in a game in the past doesn't mean they have. I, I think even some, but but like he might. So I I saved a bunch of replays. So we'll I, I'll go over the replays before I play with them again. Just and to I feel I feel like if he was still a hacker, like he joined one of our dis one of your Discord calls when we were doing team. We actually talk with him, and he's <laughs> and he's like a nineteen year old kid. He's been playing StarCraft two since he was eleven. But I'm I'm talking about him in particular because you had just mentioned the uh, the Blink Stalker micro. And when I've played with him, he's really, really good at Blink Stalker Micro. Really good. Well, and young, young person APM too, right? You know, his APM for a 19-year-old is going to be a lot better than, you know, for say you, a 37-year-old, or me, a 40-year-old, a right? Right. But again, like I said, it could also be hacks. It's like the... It's not denial that Ratla has. He did show me the video, and I'm not going to deny that he wasn't hacking back in the day. And that it was an older video, like an older game, like two years ago, I guess. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I can't be for sure and uh, certain. It's like I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that he's changed. But again, I'll have to watch the replays before I play with him again, because that's one thing that I do not tolerate is hacking. It's one thing that I hate, mm -hmm. I despise, but. I'm not going to call somebody a hacker without actually having the evidence. It was only several months ago, not two years ago. Well, then there you go. Several months ago. Well, I'm a stoner, right, man? It felt like two years ago. <laughs> several, months for, several months for a stoner is two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like I said, we'll look through the replays because I, I played some games against him recently where, where I fucking, I've spanked him and there's been some games where he's, lost to some questionable shit where it's like okay well how does a hacker lose to that right but, well only way to tell is look through the replays right we got sergeant ratla in the chat and we're going to talk about community specifically later in this episode but i'm i'm excited to talk about your community because i feel like you have a, a cast of of characters from your live stream so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that later oh yeah uh, there's definitely some characters in my stream that's for sure <laughs> All right. Daro. <laughs> uh, the next question here is what is, and this is a bit different for, well, I guess we could go through the different, if you want to go through 1v1 through 4v4, but like what's your current 
MMR range, and this is something I've learned playing teams more, is like team game MMR is not equivalent to 1v1 MMR. No, no, it's 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 different too. I think it changes every season too, uh, depending on uh, I think uh, the amount of players playing. Because uh, at one point uh, I was up to about five k MMR in four v four, and pretty close in three v three, but that's changed. And that was Master One, and I was struggling just to keep a full bar in Master One at that point. But five k MMR in uh, you know, one or three v three or four v four would be an astronomical amount of MMR comparatively now. I think now for Masters One, I think it's only like four point four or four point five for four v four. But I mean, back back then when more people were playing, it was yeah, it was higher. It was like four point eight to get into four, uh, Master One because it was just all depending on how many players were actually playing the game, right? Yeah, it's it's fluctuated a lot, and I think uh, the most recent round of GM I looked yesterday, this must be like people are just not playing as many games early on in the season, but the bottom of NA GM was 4.4, which is, that's just incorrect, that's wrong, you know, 4.4, you're talking like Masters 3, Masters 2 kind of yeah, MMR, yeah. so. Yeah, let's see, that seems awfully low for GM. Yeah, there's there's some masters three people that yesterday that got into GM that probably shit their pants, you know. Yeah, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> that was masters three last season. Here we go, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Korea now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh fuck! Welcome, Cytotonic, to the to the podcast. We got a famous uh, StarCraft two artist in the chat, Cytotonic. Oh, Cytotonic's uh, an artist too. I meet my artist, Sergeant Rattler. <laughs> Sergeant you are, Rattler. Yeah, you guys are both rocking like the same colored fucking names, dude. <laughs> great, great minds think alike, eh? OMG says StarCraft 3 is going to be announced soon now that Microsoft acquired Activision. I still have high hopes. Um, you know, that's, that's a funny, funny like kind of statement because I saw something very similar on Twitter recently from. Um, one of the Team Liquid staff that makes articles for Star used to make articles for StarCraft Team more so. I forgot the name, maybe somebody Jack can remember, but they had said this almost like conspiracy of like now that the Microsoft acquiring Activision is finalized, what if Stormgate ultimately just merges and becomes like like I don't know like Microsoft buys Frost Giant and then Stormgate become starcraft 3. I, I don't know if i'd like that to be honest because i feel like frost giant kind of like went off on their own their own company like really tried to break the mold of like the starcraft franchise uh, but we'll have to see what this whole uh microsoft thing well and also too i think an another thing that it comes down to for starcraft for people is it's the lore people love the uh the lore of starcraft right you know the zerg the protoss the terran you know that's that's why we keep buying it right i'm yeah. sure if like starcraft 3 came out and there was like all these different kind of races like suddenly we wouldn't be so intrigued right oh introducing three different kinds of races you know can you uh can you give me one sec i should have brought down more than just two beers sure grab two more Let's sure give me one sec sure no problem all right, chat, 
and uh future podcast listener uh high pimpler is gonna go grab a couple more beers uh, we got some funny comments in the chat here uh stormcraft 3 starcraft 3 poggers shout out to cheesy puffs 012349 appreciate the tier one sub thank you for the support <laughs> sergeant ratless says zero craft four story yeah stormcraft does sound like an interesting kind of a hybrid yeah cheesy buffs now you can use the uh the snowflake emote i got the uh oh yeah macho man randy savage got some old ones too what do i have the cheese 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 one isn't as popular yeah, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, thank you again to Really Newbie for the raid. We still have a lot more to talk about. We're a lot through the player section here. We're still going to have to talk about uh, him, High Pimplar as a streamer, community, and, and career. So we still have a lot to discuss. And appreciate all of you hanging out here on a Saturday night. You could be, you know, hanging out, going out yes, to a club or a bar. But you're here with us. And cheers, everyone. All right, we got a question. Oh, yeah, friendly reminder, everybody. Um, Sergeant Rowley just posted a question in the chat. I'm going to put it in the doc, <laughs> and we're going to we're gonna ha um, have that all the questions addressed at the end of the, the stream. So if you guys have a question for High, Pimp, High Pimplar, <laughs> we, we will address all the questions at the end of the, at the, end of the stream, end of the podcast. <laughs> Good to see you, Jimmy. Cheese, cheese Craft 5, says Jimmy. I already like Rattler's question. <laughs> All right. Um, let's talk about like different play styles, like cheese, macro. Like, what what kind of style do you like playing? And you know, do you like to playing cheese in team games? Or it seems like you're mostly a, a macro kind of player. I, it's I am. Um, although when I do play Zerg, I usually do a seventeen uh, Ling Bane flood because usually I'm solo queuing. And I try to buy my allies a little bit of time to try and figure out what the hell they're doing. Um, but I enjoy macro games, even when I play one v one. Besides playing PVZ, because I just hate playing against Zerg with Protoss, playing late game. Uh, I play macro games. I always try to play a macro game. Unfortunately, being a uh, random player, you just don't get that liberty. Even if you tell somebody your your race, they're still gonna fucking cheese you. It's just the way it is. You play random people cheese you because they figure that's just what you're gonna do because you play a random race, right? But yeah, I like to I like to play a macro game. Um, uh, playing Protoss, I like to play Blink Stalkers. Like I said, it's my favorite unit to play in the game. Um, but more times I'm playing uh, air toss than playing ground toss because it's just more viable late game. Uh, play styles for Terran. I love playing uh, mech over bio. Uh, just find it easier to play. Uh, uh, bio, you just kind of have to be more aggressive. You have to be on the map. You have to be doing constant drops. Uh, requires a lot more APM in my opinion. Um, yeah, those are my, those are my favorite kind of play styles. Uh, uh, air toss is definitely the most viable like i said in 3v3 and 4v4 uh, okay so you really favor the uh macro style play even though a lot of folks when they see random they kind of anticipate and will even kind of cheese a random player thinking the auto assuming a random random player is going to cheese themselves but you actually favor the, the macro style the blink stalkers to get into the late game the the kind of air, to air air toss the mech 
uh, Rat I mean, was saying, when you're not in a full range team, you can't expect to end the game early in 3v3 and 4v4. I agree. Yeah, it's 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 really hard. You kind of just have to kind of just macro and hope that your build uh, is better than the opponents, right? And that your teammates can kind of figure out what the hell they're doing, right? It's a lot easier when you're playing full range team, but I play a lot of solo queue, uh, twos, threes, and fours. Uh, so you run into where, okay, well, it's like, what do I have to do in this situation? And the, like I said, the only time I ever do kind of a cheesy build is is Zerg, because Zerg is just shit late game in threes and fours, unless you're building mass corruptors to counter air. They're just they're just not a very good race in 4v4 late game. So that's why I always just try to, sorry, excuse me, buy time with a 17 hatch. <laughs> Do a little uh, Ling Bane Flood, get some eco damage. Hopefully they figure it out, and then you can macro from there. Yeah, I'd agree with Zerg about Zerg late game. I feel like in teams, it's 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 worse than late game one v one Zerg mm -hmm. for for whatever reason. I guess it, it is the sky toss, the mech. You know, you could do spore wall, corruptor. I think that we played that one game where somebody we were playing fours with Jimmy last night, and the their Zerg. Was it there's no the Terran opened uh, the Viking, but I feel like we've seen some Zergs that just go straight Corruptor. Yeah, I mean that's like I said, that's the most viable thing in late game is because you're usually countering an air toss or mass air, you know, and then you get the Vipers to go with it. It's kind of the way to do it. <clears throat> but yeah, I we... mean, if you're if you're doing solo Q2 though, right? You go mass Corruptors and. You know, you're sitting there trying to counter air, then nobody goes air, then you're just fucked. You're absolutely useless at that Shit point. Shit out of luck, yep. <laughs> gas feed mute in mid-game. We definitely do gas feed when, when we play arranged. Yeah, feeding is definitely a very important thing. It's Especially when you're playing against polar range teams, that's usually what they do. If you ever run into super clan, they're harsh into playing full range teams. And they do the same shit every fucking game. And it's hard It's hard to coordinate with random allies because, you know, you say to them, like, oh, they're going to do this. But they just don't listen. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to fast expand and do a macro play. It's like, no, I said three times four gate with a fucking siege tank. But, yeah, it's just very hard to stop. That's the thing with solo key, like random teammates. is you know, Like you said, even if you tell them, if you know the opponents, what they're gonna play, their style, they're they're just not gonna listen. They're gonna they're almost playing like the wonton soup guy. They're just in their own zone. They're doing their own thing, and just uh, hyper fo hyper focused <laughs> on one thing, right? <laughs> yeah. They got the horse blinder. They got the 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 ape protoss emoji emote that cheesy post just is rocking now. All right. Um, Let's wrap up the, the kind of player topic here. Um, like, what are your goals as a player? Uh, I think this question here, do you ever off race is invalid because you play all races. But um, last two questions, like, what are your goals as a player? And then, like, what server do you play on? Uh, my goals are, as a player is to be the best drunken StarCraft 2 player of all time. <laughs> I would love to just run into, like, you know, say I run into Trigger. He lives in Canada. I'd be like, hey, Trigger, fuck, I'm a big fan, fellow, fellow Canadian. Let's have some beers. We drink a bunch of beers. And it'd be like, all right, man, let's do this. Let's throw down you and me, StarCraft 2, when he's totally fucking wasted. And that'll be my time to shine. 
uh, to, just to be the best drunken StarCraft 2 player of all time. Because let's face it, my fucking prime is way, way, way past it, right? So, and then what was the other question? What server do you play on? Oh, NA. Always NA. I mean, I'll switch it up to EU if people want to play. Like, Daro will come in and ask me to play EU, so I'll sometimes fuck around on EU. But NA most of the time. And is where is that, boys? It's the honestly larger uh, scale team games. It's like you're gonna get get the best team games in uh, NA. Uh, like I mean, better players are obviously in like say EU and Korea, but as far as team games, you're gonna get the best team games in North America. And North America, I feel I haven't played teams in EU or or Korea at all, but like we get a wide variety of bad matchmaking where we just get people that it's like are they choosing us do they have a proxy base and then we just we kill them and they realize they just like installed a day ago and then we get the sweats you know as uh who says it who says sweats it was actually joe biden right yeah <laughs> but i feel like if we went over to eu or especially korea dude we would go to korea with teams it's going to be nothing but sweats yeah yeah it's it's yeah, korea's because uh, it's like they like said it's a 1v1 game they don't they don't take fucking team games seriously over there. They do in Brood War. The Brood War scene is still fucking very popular team game scene. Uh, it's like, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of a guy named Doe July, but he plays um, uh, Fastest Map and has been playing it ever since the uh, 1998. This guy's just got the most insane APM. He's like firing out 600 APM. But uh, he, you look at the games, like he'll sit there and he'll queue up a game and look through the matches and there's fucking hundreds and hundreds of games reloading all the fucking dime, right? Team games, you know? I mean, I'm sure there's still people that play 1v1, but I still think team games is more popular than 1v1 for Brood War in Korea. Interesting. Ratless saying in the chat here, I doubt you would get a 3v3 or 4v4 game on Korea. I've tried in the past. It's hard enough finding 2v2 game on Korea. That's super interesting. I've never actually tried, so maybe it's, yeah. yeah it's, just it's, being... just not, it's just not as popular. EU still uh, has a team game uh, player base. But yeah, Korea, it's hard to find larger team games. Wow, so if you consider like the to original like total number of servers that StarCraft 2 had, it was actually NA... I think it was NA, EU, Korea, China, and then even back in the day, Australia had their own server. So if you consider the number of servers for StarCraft II is dwindling, and that, but like what Ratla just said, that team games are pretty much non-existent on Korea. Team games specifically, I mean, StarCraft II is, quote unquote, the, the whole meme of like dead game, you know, dying game. But team games seems like it would be the first one to sunset, let's say sunset, you know, versus like one v one is going to sunset eventually, but I imagine team games would sunset before one v one, which is just a bummer. I mean, it, like I said, it probably could be the case, but it it might not be, right? I mean, let's let's face it. How popular is StarCraft Brood War one v one? I know I know it's still uh, played competitively, but like you know, there's not a lot of publicity behind it. I don't I mean I don't see a lot of publicity behind it. At least not here in North America, right? I right. don't know what it's like in Korea, but you see guys that play team games in Korea, the fucking servers are just flooded. Like hundreds and hundreds of fucking team games constantly, you know? They sit there and they refresh and another hundred games come up and another hundred games come up, right? And it's pretty impressive for what? 
1997 to 2000, no, 98. So let's say 98 to 2023. So 25 years. 25 25 fucking years. And people are still playing that game religiously. Yeah, that's, that's wild. I mean, I'd love, I'd love to play Brood War more. It's like I can't play it for long periods of time because there's nothing worse than spending 600 APM just to get a Dragoon out of your base, right? (laughs) But it's fun. It's a fun game to play. I loved playing it back in the day, and I still love it to this day. I just don't have, you know, four or five hours of like I do with StarCraft II in me, you know? And I just wish it was more popular here in NA. You know, the the obscure times that I do have time to play video games, you know, after I put my kids down to sleep and the wife goes to sleep, is like there's nobody on NA playing Brood War. You know, maybe if it was during the day, I might be able to find a game, but I can't find shit at nighttime. So I actually played Brood War on stream like a month or two ago, and I had never played Brood War before ever. So I loaded up like the native Brood War client, which they have on Battle.net now, like the remastered. Um, Starcraft and I also played it's a third party uh, client that does the matchmaking I forgot what the name is called um, somebody in chat can help me out here so when I, I played the third party matchmaking I played like two or three games two of the games were versus a semi-pro Terran this is how bad the matchmaking was a brand new Brood War player I got matched against um, ter- his name is Terror T-E-R-R. Oh, yeah, I know Terry. He's like a, a Mexican. Uh, yeah. Uh, Terran. Yeah, yeah. PCH is my favorite Brood War player, Keck. I got matched against Terror. And, like, I just searched. Like, uh, he's he's doing, like, BSL. It's like, I don't know if that's his clan or, like, the tournament he's playing in. He's trying to qualify for. I think it's the tournament he's trying to qualify for this year. BSL. And... I got absolutely dumpstered and I was super discouraged. I'm like, why am I getting matched against a pro player as a brand new Brood War player? <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Battle net fuckery at its best, I guess, eh? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't expect to be matched against like, uh, like the, the thing is with Brood War, from my understanding, is like the new player base. Like F rank is probably like freaking high uh, equivalent to mechanics and brain skill like probably high diamond or masters and like i feel like it's like high diamond or like f rank is the lowest rank in brood war is like way higher rank in starcraft 2 it's like i didn't even know they had an f rank in brood war shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think it's f through f through s um like f back you know a A, A, s is the highest that's like gm that's what artosis artosis pretends he's like as rank he gets the from what I've read, I've I've watched the stream and read on Reddit. He gets to twenty five hundred MMR, and then he goes on a brand new account because it gets too hard for him. I, it's like I mean I must tip my hat to fucking Artosis. How old is that guy's got to be about my age, man? I, I think he's about our age. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's still rocking Brood War with he's, that kind. He's of He's sweating that game out. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Am I the only one that thinks it looks like a, a thalidomide guy playing on the fucking keyboard? Like when he's he's got the keyboard just below his fucking his webcam. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the position like his his face cam, and then he puts the keyboard cam right below him, so it's like literally just his head, and then his yeah. ar- his arms on the keyboard are just like. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I get from it too. Every time I see him playing, it cracks me up. 
uh flip a flapjack good to see you dude yeah it was shield battery so that's the third party client that has its own like ladder dude that ui is super impressive like the whole app inst install ui experience i'm like this 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 is a third party app that somebody made for this game for this 25 year old game it's better than the native one like the chat and everything in it was uh was good well, it's, it's, uh, those third-party programs are better, too. I mean, back in the day after Brood War kind of died off for a little bit, what was the one that people were using uh, when Battle.net wasn't running? It was called something. I can't remember what the fuck that was called. Yeah, fuck, I can't sit here and think about it for a year, trying to think of what it was called. But yeah, there was a different server that people were playing Brood War on, and it was yeah. good, too. People liked it a lot better than the Battle.net. And that's that's the difference is that we've never had that in, in StarCraft. There's never been a third party server option. It's always been just Battle.net, you know, or, or maybe public test realm, which they actually they, they've stopped using now for like the most recent patch. They used. Uh, oh, wait, I think they they initially used balance mod. So you had to create a mod from a custom game to use the patch before it released. And I think at the very end, they used public test realm. And dude, I actually went on the public test realm. I couldn't find a game to play because nobody plays on public test realm. I queued up 1v1 and I just sat there for like almost 10 minutes. And granted, it's like it resets your MMR. So everybody's MMR, it's going to be, you know, you might play a pro player. You might play, I, I doubt a bronze player is going to load up PTR or even know how to, you know, public test realm. So... <laughs> Can I get a CI yeah. grip in the chat? Uh, uh, oh, I'm good. I'm good. <clears throat> All right. So that, that wrapped up the player section about High Pimplar. Uh, if you're just tuning in now, we're going to move on to the uh, the streamer topic. High Pimplar is a streamer. So when did you start streaming on on twitch uh i guess it'd be just shy of about two years now i think it's been about two years um i don't know i was like i got fucking bored on night shift because i was working night shift for five fucking years and uh it's like wow fuck i need some company man i hate it it's like I, my wife and my my kid is like well once my first was born he'd go to sleep or whatever uh, at a young, uh, at an early time, and my wife would be in sleep by the time I'd get home from work. So it's like I want some interaction, you know. So that's why I started streaming. It was like I needed to be able to talk to people, hang out, you know. It's frustrating working a night shift with a bunch of foreigners that don't speak English, and you got nobody to talk to for ten hours, right? And then you go home, and you got no one to talk to at home, you know. And then you wake up in the morning, and you do the same fucking thing, right? So that was why I kind of started streaming about two years ago was just to, to have some company while I play video games, right? That's smart, yeah. I've never done a night shift, but I can, <laughs> I can only imagine, like, assuming you're alone for that particular job you had, it's, uh, the, the, social, the social aspect of Twitch is it's pretty underrated, to be honest. And I was just telling Sensation earlier in his live stream, I really feel like I found a home and uh, not only his stream, but but your stream too, dude. Like I really found like I, I found my niche home in the StarCraft Two community, and uh, I th I think that streamers kind of might overlook that that that's what they provide for their viewers. You know, like 
a sense of community. You know, we, we fuck around and, and, uh, and chats and, and games and stuff, but it's, uh, it's fun. That's just it. That's just it. It's a, it's a place to hang out. It's a place to, to release, you know? And like you said, uh, like I said, sometimes you can't, can't talk to people and sometimes you just need to be able to talk to people. Right. And that's where I think Twitch has kind of saved me in that aspect. Cause like I said, night shift for five years with, you know, barely any communication during the week. It was nice to jump on Twitch and just not even when I was streaming, just jump onto other people's Twitches and, you know, talk to different communities, people that are like you, right. And, you know, people you can relate to, you know, people that are friends without actually meeting in person. You know, most of these people that you interact with on Twitch, you're never going to see in real life. You're never going to meet in real life, but yet you share so much in common, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think being a, a, a dad is something that, aside from StarCraft is something you and I re- can re- definitely relate on. And, uh, yeah. I mean, being a, being a dad's great, right? But, I mean, it's also, too, it's... Now it's also become... Uh, uh, an outlet for me to just kind of get away from the family and have a little bit of the alone time that I need, you know, it's like, that's why I kind of sacrifice sleep to stream is because I need to have that sanity to be able to have my me time, have my alone time. You know, I love my family. I love my wife. I love my kids, but God damn it. Every day or two, or sorry, every like a day or two a week, you know, I need a couple of hours to myself. And that's where kind of streaming's come into play now is like I need that time to just stream and just chill out, have some beers, get my smoke on, right? Yeah, I, I totally agree, man. Like I, I feel like streaming and, and, and gaming, like some nights I just, I want to game, but like StarCraft 2, I, I almost, I stream and, and play the game more often than just playing the game and not stream. I've just gotten to that point where it's like if I'm playing StarCraft 2, it's I'm streaming it and I'm trying to interact with like usual chatters or hopefully new people stop by and you know catch their attention. So and well, and that's one thing that too that I can appreciate about uh, uh, streams too is you know not not having that you know that flashy like oh I need to have two thousand dollars by the end of the month you know kind of forcing you to to have to donate you know i like coming to streams where i don't feel pressured to do that where i just go into a stream and i can just hang out and not be pushed away because i'm not donating or i'm not sub to the channel right yeah we're in a pretty fortunate position that like you know our our main jobs like provide that income that we need mm-hmm. and and this is fun for us but i think a lot of a lot of streamers are out there like you know they may not be in that position like they yeah fair enough they, they may they may be relying on the income especially if they made the leap from like part-time to full-time and <laughs> cheesy puff says buy my feet pics <laughs> yeah only i mean that you, only if you use nail polish i like paint <laughs> i like painted toes <laughs> yeah i mean, I, I imagine even though cheesy puffs is joking like that is a thing that it deviates from streamers you know i imagine that some streamers do that so well then it's like i it's like i was telling you before that i had a, a friend that was a streamer uh his name was well his his, his twitch was called uh uh kuriko 
but his name was No Hands Man, uh, Zoran. He was a good friend of mine. He was a quadriplegic, and he uh, played StarCraft II, and that's why he streamed and played StarCraft II is because he couldn't do anything. He was a quadriplegic, right? He would play with a pencil in his mouth and, you know, use his chin to, like, kind of control the mouse and then use the pencil for the hotkeys, right? Uh, I I unfortunately think he's passed away. I haven't seen him, and I think it's been the better part of a year. But you know, he was streaming for you know paying paying his way uh, for his family because he couldn't do shit, obviously, right? Yeah, if if you're a, a long time StarCraft Two Twitch viewer, which I am, I've been watching streams way before I was a streamer myself. I wa I watched him. I remember watching his stream, and I remember everything you just said. The pencil in his mouth. I think he had like a little like. Uh, chin rest thing where he would rest his chin and so he could pivot his tilt his head or ro like tilt like move his head around and uh yeah I, I hope he's i hope you know i uh, hope he's still like, alive but no, i think it's, at the same time i hope he's he uh, i as much as i'd like to say he's alive i hope that he's found finally found peace peace yeah, yeah. At the end, at the end of uh, the last few times I interacted with him, because I'd always just fire up messages and chat with him, uh, at least twice a week. I would just talk to him. Uh, but the last time I was talking to him, he's saying he wasn't sleeping for, like I haven't slept in forty-eight hours. My neck's killing me, and wow. I stopped streaming at that point, and all yeah. of a sudden I just I haven't heard from him since, right? Well, if that's the case, yeah, certainly rest in peace. Even Sensation saying he played a game with him and he was, he was nice. So yeah, he was a super nice guy. And I, it's like we played two v two, and I remember me and him wrecked some master players a few times too. He was one of those guys that he didn't like pinging. He couldn't, uh, like ping on the map and take his attention away. But if you got on a microphone with him and kind of just coordinated with him and tell him what's going on. He would know what to build, you know. It's like, okay, we're but playing against this, and he'd know what to build, and he would have it ready. And like I said, we beat master players before doing that. When you had you had mentioned him in your stream recent recently, and I actually went through like his, I found his Twitch and his, he has a YouTube, and he has like old YouTube vods, dude. He was like, I want to say high diamond, low masters kind of vods he had, and this is somebody like you said, quadriplegic, like could only use their mouth to manipulate the keyboard and mouse and we're over here just fully functional yeah <laughs> we're, we're struggling you know we're not even sometimes that good so pro like that is remarkable yeah yeah it was props to him man like i said rest in peace because i like i said i'm pretty sure he did pass away damn i think this might be a pretty like a first kind of sad moment for the podcast but so yeah sorry sorry rest in peace to our brothers Zoran. yeah okay let's let's keep talking about about streaming here um you know what what kind of streams do you enjoy like streaming yourself do you like for folks that never have watched high pimplar do you do you like being all try hard sweat or is it a bit more interactive i mean i to me, to me, I like to be able to interact with my chat. I think that's important. I think that's more important than actually playing the game. Uh, people coming in and talking to you because, like I said, my gameplay is it, it's it's decent, but it's no 
GM level. It's not top tier, right? It's like, I, like I'm not pulling people in with my gameplay. It's like I got to pull them in with my personality. So, I mean, obviously, chat interaction comes first. And, I mean, I, I, I play the games as hard as I can. It's like I don't slack. Uh, learning how to, <laughs> <fuck> you, <laughs> but it's like it, it's it's like I, I I play my hardest. I don't I don't do anything weird. I'm not like oh I'm just gonna do some random ass bullshit just because it's a team game. I I'll play the game to the best that I can, even if it's a random ally, uh, playing with you know friends and stuff, and we're gonna win the game. It's like I'll I'll still play the game to my full potential. I never slack off. I'll never fuck the dog. <laughs> you got some funny sayings what's up another one you said is poop you said poop de gras before <laughs> yeah poop, poop de gras yeah, I, 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 send, I tend to spew out some uh, verbal diarrhea when I'm playing that's for sure so uh, for folks listening on the podcast or the, the VOD in the future Ratlow is saying in the chat he's still learning how to scout definitely not sweaty <laughs> All right. I so mean, he's 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 not wrong. It's like it's one thing that I do lackluster is uh, is scouting. <clears throat> All right. So definitely. I mean, that's, sorry. Go, go ahead. Yeah, definitely more interactive. Just kind of reiterating, reiterating what you're saying there. Definitely more interactive style streamer. Hey, that's uh, then. That, like I said, that's that's the only way that I feel that I've been pulling people in over the. I guess like I'd say it's probably been about a year and a half, going on two years that I've streamed. <clears throat> wow, Ratless played with you for nine years, he says? Yes, sir. That's I've a long Rattler. time. Known Ratless for a long time. I know him like the back of my hand, Keck. I'd hate to see where the back of his hand's been. <laughs> or where it is right now. <laughs> yeah, or where it is. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Where's that drum roll that we have in Discord all the time? What I'm waiting for it. I <laughs> So there's a, a soundboard. I didn't know this. We didn't know this until recently. There's a soundboard in Discord, and every time we get in the in High Pimplar's Discord server, sometimes just you and me, somebody is making. Oh, there it is. There it is. Was that you? That was me. I just figured it out there. Okay, there I it is. I, I don't know who the hell keeps doing it while I'm but playing. Though. Somebody's doing it while we're playing, and we don't know. We suspect it's Ratla. We don't know who it is. There's the cricket sound. There's that. Like drums and uh, <laughs> Ratlo with the forehead emote. Kek. Yeah. All right. Um, just a few more questions for streamer here. Like, what's your status kind of with Twitch? Are you like affiliate or partner? This is just assuming someone, someone that's never watched your stream. Uh, affiliate. I've been affiliate now for, well, I guess, about, I got affiliate actually pretty quick. I got affiliate after streaming for, I guess, about six months. I got affiliate. So I've been affiliate ever since, though. You know, obviously, I only pull in, you know, 15 viewers at a time uh, is usually what I usually pull in. But I, I mean, I stream at an obscure time. I mean, I'm sure if I was a little more hardcore and I set a streaming time, I could probably pull in more viewers, right? But Yeah, I do. I do feel like time is so important as a streamer and that's where you and i relate is we're both west coast north america and we can stream at night you know at, well, after our kids are, are asleep so that's when we stream and viewer count generally might be low because you might just be waking up but i noticed like folks that stream during the daytime at least west coast time 
like uh obviously arbitrary he's but he's full-time streamer but even like sergeant sadzak i've noticed he ha sergeant sadzak has similar i want to say follower count than we we have but he has i would say higher viewer count and i really mm -hmm. do think part of it is because of like the time that you can stream you know if you can get something where it's more daytime for eu and na where we're mostly like late night na so we're really not going to get it's like i sometimes i'll see simkin pop in i think simkin is eu um but yeah i think that's that the time is it's really what you can do well and i also noticed too the other day i ended up streaming uh earlier in the day and it's like at one point i hit 22 viewers i hadn't even been rated or anything and it stayed there at 22 viewers for a while and i think it was just because of the time of day i was streaming it was like three o'clock in the afternoon but you know as i said i usually start streaming at this time 9 9 p.m pacific is my standard time for streaming and i usually stream till about three four in the morning every time i do stream right but it's it's too it's like i start to notice i get more viewers towards the end of the night you know it's like i'll start as soon as like three o'clock starts rolling around all of a sudden i've gained five or six viewers and i think that's probably you rolling in yeah 22 viewers is natively is is solid um considering no raid that's solid yeah like i said I, over the past little while i've started to gain a few more viewers i think people are starting to watch team games more or like appreciate more team games yeah, definitely. Welcome, Silent Monkey, to the uh, the podcast. We've got High Pimplar here. Uh, we're wrapping up talking about High Pimplar as a streamer. Uh, last question here is: uh, What are your goals for streaming? Uh, just just keep doing what I'm doing. It's like I, it's like I've never had uh, a donation bar up at the top. I'm not looking uh, to gain money out of all this. I'm just looking for some companionship while I play fucking a stupid video game. You know, I always like hanging out with my buds, even back in the day when I'd play video games with my buddies hanging out. Even if I wasn't playing the game, you know, I'd like interacting with my buddies. As I get older and all my friends have kind of built their own lives, it's nice to have that friendship. And that's basically what I've always said when I've, uh, as a streamer, come into my chat room, you interact, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You can request music. You can request the game type I play. Fuck, you don't even have to be a follower. You just come in and you say hi. You give an old man a little bit of company. That's all I want as a streamer. I've, I've said that ever since I started streaming. Those are some great, great statements. Uh, and I, I agree with you totally. Like I, I used to have LAN parties in college in person with friends. And like you said, those friends in, in the past have like built their own lives and you might get separated from them and you don't play games in person with them anymore. And I think that's what our streams provide is that it's almost like a, a virtual LAN party kind of, you know, like just sort of that companionship, that, <clears throat> that friendship that we, that we build. So it's, it's awesome. Yeah. And that, like I said, I've, I've said that from the get go. I've always said that to people that have entered my stream too. It's like, don't, don't need to throw money at me. You don't need to sub to my channel. All it's been about for me is, you know, hanging out. I work full time, you know, so I've always worked full time. That's what provides for my family, always will provide for my family. I mean, hell, if you like the content, you fucking sub to a channel. Everyone knows how Twitch works, right? 
shouldn't be subbed because you're forced to. You should be subbing because you like the content. You like the person, right? Good man. Good statements there. All right. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about that I might have missed as a streamer, High Pimplar? No, no. It's all good there, buddy. That's basically me in a nutshell as a streamer. Okay. Uh, the next topic here is community. I'm, I'm looking forward to this one here. I've been looking forward to it this whole episode. Uh, the first bullet point here is um, team games. I feel like we've talked about this a little bit, but is there anything in particular about team games? Maybe like how team game culture has evolved in StarCraft 2? Uh, I mean, I would say team game culture has kind of de-evolved. It used to be about the macro. It used to be about strategy. Now it's kind of gotten to a point whoever can do the cheesiest bullshit. Uh, usually wins the game, you know, i.e. Cannon Rush. Sorry, excuse me. Uh, uh, Nidus, uh, you know, all that fucking shit, right? It's just, yeah, it's just kind of gotten to a fucking nonsensical point, right? I mean, it's like I can't say that for 1v1 because the last time I actually competitively played 1v1 was 2014, right? And back then it was a lot better. It's like I can guarantee it was a lot better back then. But it's it's definitely degraded in my opinion, and I'm pretty sure you guys would probably agree with one v one. Right. So instead of uh, evolving, we're talking about uh, degrading here, and and Cannon Rush in particular was something we've like I saw. Um, so I play in a tech like corporate league for one v one, and I've played against Google, and um, so for folks that play on North America, Google Clan is. Uh, it's one, I'm going to type it in the chat here. It's one E100. And they have a bunch of uh, highly skilled team game players that are really, really good at cannon rushing. And I've gotten to a point where if we, even if we load up prearranged team and I see that clan and I know it's Google, I kind of get this existential dread of like, oh, I got to, I got to defend a, a really good, a well executed cannon rush. Or at least try to. There's nothing worse than that fucking feeling when you know you're playing against a good cannon rusher. It's like, how do I even stop it? How do I even fucking stop it? Even when you think you have stopped it, they figured something out that you've never even thought of and you've never seen before. It's like, cool. I'm glad you know how to do a fucking cannon rush. Fucking every aspect of the map you figured out how to fuck somebody over with a cannon rush, right? Yeah. Yeah, Cheesy Puffs is... is it's a fair statement. Like, well, that's the obvious answer. Wall off the low ground. But majority of us, I think Nugs plays Protoss consistently, but you and I play random. So we may get like Zerg, you know, where we, we can't, literally we can't wall. We can't help wall. And uh, even when we did get TRP and we try to help wall, it's like, I'm, I'm telling you, their, their cannon rush execution is really good. Really good. Yeah, they do cannon rush every fucking game. And it's not just the same guy fucking canning Russian either. Right. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's a bit about uh, the kind of how team games have de-evolved. Um, I put a note here for like 4GG. Like you were, that was your first subscription as a viewer on Twitch. Is that right? Yeah, 4GG was my first subscription. Uh, he was. Uh, I think I used to watch him play in uh, Brood War back in the day, so that's kind of where 
when I first uh, initially got into Twitch. I was like, oh, fuck, 4GG. I saw him in the StarCraft 2 directory, and I was like, well, fuck. I started watching him. Um, and then I was second uh, subscriber. I think the second person I subscribed to was uh, was Puck. Uh, well, Nina now, but back then it was Puck. Um, and then I think the third person I subscribed to after that was uh, ProTech. And that was when I started playing team games. I think I saw in a different chat that people were talking about how ProTech had been taking a break recently. Like he's taking like a month break from StarCraft 2. I think he's living in Thai. Is it Thailand now? Uh, Yeah, Thailand. Yeah. He had uh, some pretty hefty, a couple donators that pretty much funded moving from North America to Thailand. I want to say one of them is uh, like, a lo- like a lawyer or something. Uh, uh, Ryan, well, I'm not a lawyer's uh, one of the accounts, but uh, Ryan has basically been his uh, his big funder to get him over to Thailand. Uh, I don't know what the hell Ryan does. I think Ryan kind of won a uh, kind of struck it rich with uh, with um, the fuck is cryptocurrency. So he was a gambling man. So he's like a millionaire or whatever, and he just spews out money to Protech um, for just playing games and shit like that. Um, and then I'm not a lawyer. He calls it, I think he calls it the four pillars of of ProTech. He's got four guys that basically donate and basically fund him to play StarCraft 2. Wow, interesting. And uh, Sensation in the chat saying Ryan was funding 4GG's stream as well, Keck. Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely rich. He he definitely wasn't lying when he said he's rich. Like I said, he threw a bunch of money at ProTech, a bunch at 4GG. I think he's threw a bunch of money at, um, uh, trigger as well. I think he like funded a trigger two v two with Nina or some shit like that. I think it was like trigger and Nina versus him and four GG. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember what the matchup was, but yeah, he just throws money around. There was a just sh- shits out money. There was a similar person in uh, up a tree Zelda community. Like I'll occasionally pop in his stream, but I think he had a goal of like, it's, don't call me this number. I want to say like it was a good amount of money, like a thousand dollars to play a game that's not StarCraft II. I think it's Monte Cristo is the guy that used to fund up a tree to play like non StarCraft II games or something like that, and a uh, similar kind of story. I mean, fuck, oh, it's like Mont- Montium, Montium. Yeah, nothing gets you more fired up than money, man. It's like, sure, you want me to play another game for five thousand dollars? You got it. I don't even fucking care what it is. <laughs> Hell, man, you pay, you pay me $5,000? Fuck, I'd take my shirt off and throw on some booby tassels and start waving them around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was watching... Uh, speaking of games, like game selection on Twitch, this is a bit of a tangent, but I was watching Kid Chillin' the other day, and Kid Chillin' went through the Twitch Terms of Service. Twitch explicitly lists games on their website that are banned from streaming and it's all like very vulgar games like very vulgar names and they explicitly type that out like on their website it's pretty funny i wonder if one of them is shower with your dad simulator (laughs) it's an actual it's an actual game too is that really a thing yeah it's an actual it's an actual game twitch uh Banned games list. Okay, yeah. So here, I'll, I'll put the link in the chat here that I just found. 
list of prohibited games. Cuckold Simulator. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. I I don't I don't think I could say. I don't think I want to say some of these like for the podcast, but uh, <laughs> what's under your? I'll say the funny ones that are kind of okay borderline to say what's under your blanket. <laughs> Porn, Wait, you don't get... Porno Studio Tycoon. <laughs> You don't want to get into some genital jousting? <laughs> genital, genital jousting. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say the R ones. I, I won't say those. Um, second, I've heard of Second Life. Or no, there's, I've heard of First Life. Um, oh, I didn't even see the ones on the row. Oh, wow. Yeah. The, R, the R ones, I won't, uh, yeah, I won't say yeah. those, dude. Yeah, no, I, I didn't even see the ones on the right. Yeah. The one that... The one that I I went to right away was genital jousting. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this one's a bit dicey, but this one is called "Suck My Dick or Die." <laughs> wow. wow, these wow. these game names are like really uh, something else. Like diaries of a fucking rapist, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Whack. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I, I kind of. I was watching kids show in the stream. He's a Masters 3 Zerg, and I wasn't aware that this this list existed, and he was reading off some of them, and uh, kind of reminded me. Uh, it's like I'm surprised that uh, Shower With Your Dad simulator is not up there. It, there there's got to be like a million games like this that they just aren't, you can't be aware of all of them, you know? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Because Steam just dumps out all these games, all these indie games. Yeah, su surprising that. Oh, I guess maybe some of these aren't even on Steam. It's just like their own standalone game. Yeah, it's like I'm kind of intrigued on genital jousting. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna see. Uh, I Pimplar is the next yeah. <laughs> pro, pro genital jousting <laughs> streamer. <laughs> I'm going pro, guys. I'm You're going pro. pro. <laughs> All right, we have a few more things here um, under the community section. So do you want to talk about the ProTech community? So for, for folks that are listening to this podcast, I don't know who would be listening to this and then wouldn't know who ProTech is. But I mean, ProTech is one of the most well-known team streamers. He's a full-time streamer, but he has a bit of controversy, right? Like he, oh, yeah. he's a bit ragey. He's... Uh, I don't know, vulgar lang. I don't know the his the history of like why he's controversial, but from my perspective, what I've seen is like he can be vulgar in his language. He can he calls a lot of people hackers. Um, I, I don't know. Do you want to kind of comment on that? Because you've been watching him for a long time, right? You know, it's like it's like I've I've watched Protec for a lot of years. Um, he's uh, I've always had this expression that. Uh, uh, you know, you you can't watch somebody. You can watch somebody for entertainment value, but not believe everything they say. Um, there's been a few times where I haven't agreed with Protech, um, but it hasn't uh, negated me from going there and watching the entertainment value that is team games. The guy is amazing at two v two team games, and that's something that I said that I've played for a lot of years is uh, is team games. Um, 
have I believed everything that he says? Like uh, one thing that I haven't uh, always seen eye to eye with on uh, on Protect is uh, Practice X being a hacker. A hacker. That's one thing that I've never believed uh, Practice X to be. I mean, the guy to me when I see Practice X, that doesn't look like a hacker. The guy doesn't seem like the guy that kind of dude that would hack. He seems like a gentle soul. He doesn't seem like you would even fucking cheat on a test, let alone hack in a game, right? But he's always had this impression that he's been a hacker, and I've never agreed with that. But, you know, does it negate me going there and watching him for the entertainment value that he is? No. It's like it's like I go there and I watch him for the entertainment. It's like he posted a video of Practice X where he was doing hack this, hack this X scans, as he called it, right? But like I said, it wasn't enough information for me to, you know, actually call him a hacker, right? Yeah, and I think that's the, the the tough thing with like hackusations in the StarCraft Two community. There's no like definitive, like aside from Blizzard verifying, and they're never going to publicly do this. They're never going to publicly say yes, this person was hacking. Um, there, there's no verification that somebody actually hacked. Even if somebody, even if a pro does a replay analysis, yeah, you might. It might be a bit more conclusive, but we don't have something. We don't have confirmation from Blizzard aside from account being banned, straight up banned. You know. Um, and and another thing too that Protex always had is had really good uh, hacker analysis. That's one thing that I've always appreciated uh, Protex uh, in the past for, is when he thought somebody was an actual hacker, he would go through the replay, and look through uh, every aspect and give you the information on why he thinks the guy's a hacker, right? Uh, I feel like it's gone a little bit lazy. I I, I mean, I kind of don't blame him because he's been dealing with it for so long. I believe because of his persona and the way that he acts, I believe a lot of people uh, stream snipe him. I, I believe like most of the time when he thinks people are hacking, I believe it's just stream snipers, which in another term is a hacker. And somebody stream sniping you, that is fucking, that is hacking, right? And when you bring that kind of shit to streaming, people fucking continue to fucking stream snipe you, right? And I think that's what's going on. I think a lot of people do actually stream snipe Protec. He's gotten to that point where he's... He's wrong. I don't think he's wrong into thinking that everyone's cheating because I think most of the people that do watch his stream are stream sniping. He's got his loyal viewership. He's got his 20 to 30 viewers. Uh, then the rest of them are absolutely probably stream sniping, you know, because he's kind of just built that kind of uh, crowd towards him, you know, people want to see him get pissed off, you know, but I right. mean, in, in, in the same uh, in the same breath, he's making money off it. You know, this brings uh, more viewership in. this brings in people that feel sorry for him and give him money and stuff like that. Right. So they're in turn doing him a favor. Right. So. I, from I, I've watched Protech on and off for for years, and I think what you just stated there is a pretty fair assessment. Like he's been he's been he's probably dealt with some ha a lot of hackers in the past. Oh, and yeah. I, I I do I've recently watched him before he took this hiatus, and yeah, he was at a point where it's almost like every opponent he's like hacker 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 without even looking into it anymore. And it I it got to be jaded at some point and just like. Screw this, man. And I, and I see some similarities in Protect's community and Avilo's community, uh, unfortunately, where, you know, you get you get uh, a, a subpopulation within the community that just 
they have ill intent. They they just want to see that person rage. They want to see him frustrated. They want to see him frustrated. Um, I actually did some investigation on another streamer that was being stream sniped, and I found definitive evidence of this. I had to take it down for safety reasons, and I won't kind of go into further detail on it, but stream sniping is a real thing, mm-hmm. and it's a shitty thing that people do, and I hope that uh, those people that do those shitty things, they're not going to stop doing it, but people need to be aware that it is a real thing that happens in our gaming community. I imagine it happens in tons of other gaming communities. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people get uh, the misconception uh, about ProTech. You know, it's like they, they see him raging and saying that he's calling everyone hackers. But I mean, if you've been dealing with, you know, pieces of shit that have been stream sniping you for, you know, your whole fucking streaming career, you'd be fucking jaded too, man. Yep. You know, and lots of people just, you know, they, they just see that jaded and they just automatically come up with this, uh, you know, this, what, how they feel about ProTech. Oh, well, this guy's just a piece of shit. Well, it's like I said, you, you haven't been watching this guy for 10 fucking years and seen the, the, the gradual fucking bullshit that he's had to deal with over the fucking years, right? A lot. And if you talk about streaming hours, I think that ProTech not only in the starcraft 2 community but like almost all of twitch has like he had years where he was the most hours streamed like but like absolutely all of starcraft 2 streamers he had the most number of hours in a given year and i want to say like all of twitch he just went absolutely crazy with the streaming hours like a 12-hour stream to him on multiple days was just like a, a regular occurrence kind of thing yeah, and he does. He puts in a lot of hours, 200 a month, right? Yeah, it's but, an insane amount of hours. Mm-hmm. And it's like I said, I've, 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 I've subbed to a lot of people for hard work. I've been subbing to Hubsail for a lot of years now, too. I think it's been about three, four years. It's because of hard work, right? I usually sub to people for hard work, too, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what Protect's done. He's done a lot of hard work. He's provided entertainment value and stuff like that it's unfortunate the way that the community sees them right and like i said from my standpoint i i haven't agreed with him for a lot of things over the years but the guys put out a lot of entertainment entertaining con uh content right and like i said you'd be jaded too if you had to deal with the bullshit that that guy's been dealing with for 10 years right that's why i feel a lot of people get this this wrong idea about him, but it's like I said, it, it, people have their opinions about him. I think it's a really like high intelligent, like high, you have like high emotional intelligence where you, like you said, you watch Protect, but you may not agree with him on some things, but you still watch him for the entertainment. And a lot of like modern cancel culture really even says, oh, if I don't agree with you on something, not only am I like not going to support you, like I'm just going to trash talk you. And it's very immature. It's a very immature thing. Like it's, I think it's very smart of you that you, you identify like, yeah, I may disagree with him on some things like him just having a more recent extreme accusation count, but I'm still going to watch him because I I like the entertainment. He's a good player. And yeah, I I have respect for you for, for being a, that kind of viewer. That's not just like, fuck this guy because of what the community thinks or like because i have a different opinion than him 
And I, I kind of yeah. want to go back to what Ratless said in the chat, because I'm not sure what this story he's referring to, but uh, Ratless said in the chat, do you know the story, though? Uh, it might be more of a story on the practice acts, but I mean, even what you were just saying, too, there, PCH, I mean, me and Ratla have been friends for nine years, and there's been some times where we haven't seen eye to eye, where we've gotten into fights, but, you know, it's like, we're still friends, you know, you can still be friends with somebody, like, fuck, if somebody was a Democrat and another guy was a, uh, a Republican, you know, they could still be friends, even though they have different political views, you know, they're like, you know, just just different views in general. Just because some people don't see eye to eye doesn't mean that you can't be friends or that you can't still watch someone. Right. Like, mm -hmm. like, say, let's say, OK, well, here's a here's a good analogy. OK, let's say I enjoy watching Tom Cruise movies. OK, so like I, you know, I sit here and I watch like Mission Impossible, War of the Worlds, and I truly enjoy those movies. And I like the entertainment value, and I like what he puts out. But then all of a sudden, he's a he's a Scientologist, so he's he's I'm watching him, and I like the entertainment value. But because he's a Scientologist, and I watch him, that automatically believes makes me a Scientologist. You know what I mean? You know, just because you watch somebody for entertainment value, you hang out with somebody for entertainment value, it doesn't mean you have to have the same fucking views. You know. I didn't know you were a Scientologist. I didn't know you were a Scientologist. I picked no, up. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great example. Another great example, you know. Uh, <laughs> Scientologist. Sensation saying Pimploy, the Scientologist kick. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and Sensation talking about his, his experience as a streamer, like he's saying in chat, yeah, it's sad many times when I've mentioned ProTech in my stream and some random viewer will come in Sensation's stream and, and just talk shit about him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just like I said, people just they 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 come in and they see his rants, but he's been dealing with shit for fucking 10 years. They're just getting like the tail end of it, right? And they can just they just base their opinions on basically 2 minutes of what they've seen, right? You know, oh, I walked in here and he's calling the guy a hacker. Oh, he's always calling somebody a hacker, right? Well, fuck, man. Like I said, you deal with the bullshit he didn't you'd be, you'd be probably doing the same fucking thing, man. <clears throat> Rattler in chat saying Pimplar is big into satanic cults. I can confirm. That's probably that probably explain the fucking closet door fucking opening up randomly. <laughs> you want to you want to talk about that story? Uh, sure. Can you just give me one sec? I just I really got to hang a piss. Can yeah, yeah, sure. Like a few minutes. Yeah, I'll be right back. Sure. All right, chat podcast. Uh, we're gonna take a quick little break here. Uh, we're wrapping up the community part of the, the podcast here. We're going to talk about that door opening. I think, I don't think I know the full story, but I think high Pimplar was, was streaming and, um, we could see a door in the background. It was, is it that door or maybe a different door? We're going to hear from him more about this, but I think a door just kind of magically opened or, or closed during a stream. So we'll get some of the, uh, yeah, the sensation anti-illuminati uh emotes in the chat or the demon buddy kek yeah and after the community we'll talk about uh career non-sc2 related we've got a couple questions from the chat earlier and then we'll finish up with the outro but we're doing pretty great we just hit the two hour mark i appreciate all of you hanging out here listening to the podcast and uh i pipe <laughs> i pipe 
Tower Rack saying hype. So yeah, if you're new to the podcast and you haven't listened to the previous episodes, you can you can find them anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Amazon. The VODs are on my YouTube channel. So if you want to uh, watch the VOD, if you have time to actually, if you want to see the video part of it, but I imagine... You know, if you're at you're at school, you're at work, you're you're going for a long drive or your commute, you can just pull up the podcast, just search Grassroots Starcraft Two on your podcast platform, and um, I've had some great guests, and lo- hoping to consistently have more guests in the near future. Thank you, Sensation. Appreciate the the kind words about the great podcast. It's been very entertaining. Yeah, we just we we blew through two hours here already. Like it's nothing, maybe a little bit under two hours actually considering the intro, but. Towel racks, when will Sensation be on the podcast? I've invited Sensation, but uh, respectfully he's declined coming on the podcast and that's fine. Um, It's personal choice uh, for anybody that wants to, to come on that plays Starcraft, that's a streamer. If even if you're not a streamer, if you're just a, a Twitch chatter, you're welcome to come on. And I, actually, I'm, I'm even understanding of uh, if you don't want to use webcam, if you just want to do audio. I actually had an episode with Synergy, who is a um, he's a campaign like arcade creator. And he just used his Synergy logo instead of the webcam. And well, we still like a full podcast. So if you want to have um, a bit more anonymity, um, that's totally, totally fine. Okay. Um, yeah, a couple of questions in the chat here from the previous, earlier in the in the the podcast. Looks like looks like Pimplar's uh, back. Sorry, apparently I got lost. All good. All good. Just kind of going over what's remaining for the podcast and uh, for folks that are tuning in for the first time, how to listen to it on the the platforms. All right. Um, there's yeah. There's a f- uh, something I didn't put in the doc. Like uh, let's let's say there's two more things here. Like li- um, live events. So you had mentioned in our pre-show talk that you haven't gone to live events, and and there, there's reasoning for that. Do you want to talk about that? A uh, live events? Like what do you mean? Like going to like actual live events? Like tournament like, tournaments. I know they're much more rare now for North America, but. I, I, I don't think I've gone just because of financial reasons, honestly. I don't think I – maybe I said something uh, wrong there. But, yeah, no, I just don't go to live events just because I don't have the money. I would love to go to a live event. but That's fair. Yeah, definitely in this economy, that's that's absolutely fair. I, so, if, I, I think the next uh, BlizzCon usually always happens in Anaheim, doesn't it? Yeah, it's always Anaheim. Um, they had no StarCraft content, footage, like coverage – um recently and the next north american event is dreamhack atlanta which is i think about a month away from now but you know for us in west coast that's that's a hike especially with kids and uh and finances so but they did announce uh another north american event next year in dallas uh texas so i think that's like april may time frame um i'm heading down to dallas in december there Oh damn! Yeah. 
I don't think I'll be going back. I think it's just going to be a one a one of. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going down there to see uh, Cowboys versus the Eagles on uh, December 10th. Nice. Yeah, me and my friends usually go to, well, before COVID, we used to go to a, a city in the States and watch a game. Last one we saw was Arizona. We saw Arizona Cardinals versus, uh, who the fuck were they playing? I want to say the Seahawks. That might not be right. And the game before that, uh, me and my wife were in New York and we saw the uh, Green Bay Packers versus uh, the Jets. That was good. That was when Aaron Rodgers was still playing for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, a while ago, huh? All right. the The last thing I put in the uh, community section is um, the characters, <laughs> and, and <laughs> by, by characters I mean the the twi the Twitch viewers in your stream. Let's let's go over each of them one by one. Like, I don't. Know, if you want to talk about like how you met them or like what what is their what is their kind of what is their thing or their personality type or it's all funny. It's all funny people. Yeah. The S Sergeant Radler I met, uh, in protect stream, uh, well, fuck nine years ago. Uh, we've been playing team games, uh, ever since I think about six, seven months ago, he stopped playing. Has it been six now? Maybe it has been less than that. Maybe it was more about four or five months. He just called it quits. He got tired of the fucking game. Got tired of the dynamic of the game, uh, the player base. Um, uh, <coughs> but yeah, he's a character. He's uh, he's from Australia. I've never actually seen the guy or met, uh, talked to the guy in person. Nor would he ever show me a picture or fucking uh, talk to me in uh, in person. Uh, he's always been uh, kind of a... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh a homebody, you know, not not a kind of person that likes to go out and interact with people. He hates people. He thinks people are stupid. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but no, he's uh, he's a good StarCraft player. He's been playing Terran for uh, I think about four or five years now. He used to play Zerg for a while, but now he's uh, been playing uh, Terran. Um, but yeah, he just gave up. He's as soon as the new Cyclone changed, he was fucking done with it. Uh. Daro, uh, Daro is another character that comes in. I don't know what his his uh, his deal is. He'll come in and fucking say some lewd comments about uh, uh, about my body, call me fat, and then at the same time says says I love you and shit like that. Give me a kiss. I don't the know fuck? His yeah, I don't know. He's a weird dude. He's from fucking Barcelona, Spain. So I don't know if it's just Spanish people, but. If they're just weird fucking people, I it's like I've only met one person from Spain before that, and he was a weird dude too. So it's like those are, that's the only 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 basis I have that people from Spain are weird, because I had this one guy from fucking Spain. He came and he was a an exchange student, and uh, I said to him he wanted to see bears, he wanted to see whales and shit like that. And I was like, okay, well, you know what? I'll drive you around because like bears are just rampant around here in Vancouver, right? I was like, I'll drive you around Stanley Park. We'll see what we can see, right? So we're driving down Stanley Park, and this guy doesn't speak a lot of English. And all of a sudden, he just sees a bear. It's like a black bear just run across the fucking road. And he jumps out of the fucking car. I mean, I was going slow because it's Stanley Park. You can only drive slow through the park. He jumps out with his flash photography and he's chasing the black bear trying to take pictures of it. And I'm chasing <laughs> this guy. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? 
He's like, oh, pictures, pictures. I'm like, no, you don't chase fucking bears, man. <laughs> but then I, it's like at the same time, too, I said to him, too, I was like, hey, it's like, it's it's okay. It's customary. It was just me and him in the car. It's customary to just fart in public because I, I let one rip in the car and I stunk up the whole car, right? He's <laughs> giving me a nasty look. And I turned and say to him, I said, it's... It's customary in North America to just fart and let it go, right? So what does he do? There's like a big family gathering. There's like fucking 10 people around. We're sitting at the table and he just lets one fucking rip. And everyone's giving him a nasty ass look, right? And he's looking at me like because I told him it's customary and he just fucking let him go, right? Oh, yeah. But yeah, he was a weird dude, right? And Daro, I get the same vibes. He, he strikes me as the type of dude to just chase a fucking black bear through the woods with flash photography. <laughs> and then Panic, he's uh, he's another guy from Protect Channel. He's from Romania. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's What can I say about Panic? It's like he's got the most weirdest taste of fucking music. He'll come into my fucking channel and play Selena Gomez and... Uh, like Taylor Swift and shit. And I'm like, what are you trying to do here, man? You're giving people the wrong impression here. You got this 40-year-old man playing fucking StarCraft 2 listening to Selena Gomez, man. Next thing you know that I'm going to be trying to wear him as a fucking like skin suit or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Panic New. It's the Twitch, Twitch name is Panic New 1 on Twitch. I've seen him across various StarCraft 2 like, uh, Twitch streams. And he always has like what what people that are like hypersensitive, uh, you know, snowflakes might deem as like offensive comments. But he always has really base takes on on various topics. And uh, I, I heard him for the first time in Discord when we played teams with him that one night. And he's he's a funny dude. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's, um, he's something else. I think he's a mod in uh, Trigger Stream, too. I don't know if he's a may. I think he's a modern trigger stream. I don't know how he landed that. <clears throat> and then, yeah, there's the, there's the other ones. Jimmy. Jimmy's been coming for a long time, too. Uh, Jimmy's uh, obviously ESL. So every time I get on to him with uh, Discord, I, you know, I, it's like I try to understand him as best as I can, but I have troubles understanding him. I'm sure you feel the same way. He's a nice guy. He's a great guy. He's been, like I said, coming to my stream for fucking ever since I started. Uh, but like I said, every time I get on Discord, it's like I have troubles understanding him. Great guy. He streams as well. I don't know yeah. if Jimmy's still in the stream. No, I don't see him there. Shout out. Was it? It's Jimmy the best dog, right? Yeah, Jimmy the best dog. There we go. Like I, I, I honestly think he should probably, because like a lot of the games that he does stream is like Final Fantasy, and I feel like his ESL is definitely his. Uh, he's definitely ESL, and I feel like he would have a lot, uh, a lot better success streaming if he would just talk in his uh, his native tongue. Yeah, in Spanish. Yeah. 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 So ESL being um, English as a second language, not. Um... What is, what is the StarCraft ESL League? I'm going to meme here and say European StarCraft League because that's yeah, what it is. I, yeah, I don't know what the hell the ESL stands for for that. Some, somebody on Twitter said ESL is European StarCraft League because they have they they clearly heavily favor Europeans. I feel like they actually give Europeans... I actually called them out on this. They give Europeans more slots in the tournaments than any other region. 
Um, but yeah, Jim, Jimmy's awesome. But going back to Ratla, I think you forgot to mention. So Ratla did your emotes. And I think when oh, I first yes. when I first discovered your your stream, I was hanging out in Sensation Stream, and I think you popped in, or Ratla popped in, and you you guys were like using your emotes. And dude, I was like fucking dying laughing, especially like the SC2 community, um, like all of them, dude, are just <laughs> and there they are, right there, the P brain one, the, the chop. So let's I talk about <laughs> let's talk about the Chaco one because. I didn't know what that was at first. It was it was it was originally supposed to be an eat shit emote, but uh, it's like I tried to. Oh fuck, my camera's doing funky shit again. Can you give me a sec. But that was a that was original that was originally intended to be eat shit, and I thought I could slip one past <laughs> Twitch if I just wrote uh, I wrote eat as e e t, and then I wrote shit as s h uh, y t. <laughs> and I thought I could maybe slip it past the cracks, but no, they 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 they, they tuned in right away. They knew it was up. <sighs> but yeah, that was it. so we had to change it to Choco. Choco. They, they, yeah, they allowed it after that. They're like, yeah, fine. Just let everyone know that it's chocolate, right? We all it's, know what the fuck it is. <laughs> it's chocolate. So for for people listening on the podcast, this emote is like a it's like a white dude with like a bunch of ra <laughs> the the way all of the eyes are for these emotes it's like the person like is missing missing like hundreds of brain cells <laughs> yeah, but there's there's a there's a brown ring around the mouth and there's a drool spot <laughs> yeah it's a good one um uh, he made all the emotes it's like uh, it's I'm not very uh, tech suave. I never have been. Um, something I always said to anyone that's subbed to my channel has uh, full uh, artistic integrity of making emotes for my channel. Uh, because, yeah, you know it as a Twitch streamer. You have, uh, what is it, like 40 slots that you can make uh, emotes. You can't, you can't list them all right away or whatever, but you can make the emotes and you can have them in the bank for if you get more you know, subscribers or what, whatnot, right? So that's what Rattler did. I said, go ahead, man. Fire away, man. Make make whatever emote you want. I'll make it happen for you, right? <laughs> that's what he did. That's 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 all fucking Rattler. That's that's the artistic integrity of Rattler. I can that. take I can take zero credit for any of these emotes. Those are all all Rattler. You've got the outplayed where the the finger is pointing to the side of the head. Uh, SC two community. It's the person that's just, it literally that's, looks like the person that's got run over by a car. That's uh that's yeah, the Ratla's got some some things to say about the StarCraft 2 community. And then you Funny got guy. the Reddit Rage one is just it's the StarCraft 2 community zoomed in, but it's like shaking like rage shaking. I had a guy sub to me the other day just because he wanted that one. And he's like, I just subbed for that emote alone. I was like, fair enough, man. Yeah, that's that's actually the main reason why I sub for you was for the for that one month was for the emotes. Yeah, and it's like I I haven't made a lot of money off Twitch in the in the time that I've been streaming. There's been the the few uh, Twitch donations, and I've seen uh, three paychecks from uh, Twitch of fifty dollars American. So 
I figured most of the people have been uh, sub subscribing to my channel just for the emotes, which some of them have been. So I've always been uh, throwing a sub uh, uh, Rattler's way. So every time you come into my channel and they have that little uh, gifted sub amount, all those gifted subs have been to Rattler because that's kind of my, my payment to them because I'm obviously not making a lot of mon money. So I allow him to use his emotes in every fucking in, in every channel. So Rattler's saying in the... Rattler saying in the chat, I've got an idea for a new emote. Just got to make it one day, Capo. Yeah, whenever he's ready to make it, I'll make it a fucking, I'll make it a thing. Like I'm looking, said, I'm anyway. looking forward to that. A huge fan of his art. Yeah, he's he's done some good work. Definitely done some good work. I mean, like I said, the emotes that I have have been copy paste off of the internet, so they're probably copyright infringement. I'd probably have to get rid of them if it was uh. If it was like if I actually got popular, right? Yeah, that's like what I, I that's what I did for like the the sheep one here, even like the the one I call Protoss. It's just you know, it's an ape. Mm -hmm. Stuff you can find off the internet, and like I said, I can't do this kind of shit. He went to town, man. And his yeah. signature, his signature too, is, is like he's got to add drool. <laughs> All of his emotes have to have drool, so he wanted to take back the uh, outplayed one and add drool to it. I was like, "Nah, oh, man, it's good as the way it is." No, it must have drool. It must have drool. All right, the uh, the last section here we have a uh, career like non SC two related. So, like t typically for for guests, I, I try to keep it on the Starcraft two topic for privacy, but. You know, being a, a, a viewer of yours, you're, you're a pretty open guy, so this is kind of your, your chance if you want to talk about your personal life a bit. Yeah, I said I was like, I, I, I work full time. Like, streaming is kind of just like a hobby. Uh, my, my, full, my full time job is a machinist. It's like I, I work and I sculpt metal. Uh, for those that don't know what a machinist is, a machinist or, yeah, just somebody that sculpts metal. Uh, you know, stuff like gears or, uh, you know, anything metal related, I can kind of mold, right? I've worked on engine lace, CNC machines, milling machines. I've done it for a lot of years. Uh, don't want to do it for the rest of my life. Uh, very, very dangerous job. Uh, I've seen a lot of fucking stupid shit in my trade. I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, people get injured. I've seen a guy lose his legs. That was right when I first started becoming a machinist. Uh, guy literally put a thousand pound plate on a radial drill press, and for those that don't know what a, a radial drill press is, it's a it's a larger scale drill. So imagine a drill head, but it's on like a a radial swivel, uh, swivel, so you can move the whole machine, so you can basically drill into big parts. So, anyways, this guy didn't put the plate onto the table and uh, clamp it down to the table before he removed the crane. And this plate weighed a thousand pounds, and he literally went, removed the crane, and had the plate fall right down on his legs and shear his legs right in half. And I was the first one on scene, being an apprentice at this time, and another guy. We both had to sit there and kind of just, you know, hold his legs to kind of keep pressure, keep him from kind of bleeding out, kind of because holy like I said, shit, he was, he was it was literally hanging on by two pieces of skin on the leg that I was holding on, right? Uh, so we applied pressure until the ambulance showed up so they could kind of seal it up a little bit to get him to the hospital and give him sedative and stuff like that, right? 
And I've seen guy lose his fingers recently. I think it was about a year ago. He tried to catch a, a plate that weighed about 200 pounds when it fell off the crane. He put his hand underneath, tried to catch it. Uh, obviously, my mistake at the time being the first aid attendant, uh, I told him not to look at it. Uh, I took his latex glove off, and when I pulled his latex glove off, I could see that his three fingers were, uh, were for the better part, deformed. <laughs> and my natural reaction was, oh, fuck. And then he immediately tries to look and see oh, what's shit. going on, right? So he starts going into shock, right? Shit. And I, and I immediately grabbed his hand and applied pressure, fucking threw some gauze on it. And I was like, we're close enough to the hospital. I'm driving you to the hospital. And he almost passed out in the car as I was driving him to the hospital. And I got in shit. The fucking company gave me shit for that, too. They gave me shit and said, no, you should have called an ambulance. That's proper regulation, right? I was like, yeah, but, you know, this fucking guy was going to go into shock and all of a sudden pass out on me. And by the time the ambulance gets here, who knows, right? I could get him into the hospital in like five fucking minutes, right? They said, no, that's not regulation. You have to call the ambulance. You have to sit there with the guy and that's proper WCV, right? Uh, yeah. Wow. That, guy sit, that, that is, guy sit, sorry, go ahead. That's that's traumatic, especially as an apprentice, uh, the, the leg situation. So yeah. you even as a, you were just starting out in your career and you still, you continued to to you go down that career path even just seeing the leg thing at a young age huh well it's like i've always been uh kind of a hands-on guy like uh, it's like i i'm the kind of guy that'll uh you know change my winter tires change you know summer to winter tires you know change the oil in my car you know i'm the kind of guy that tries to fix things always been a tinkerer i guess right and that's why i like machining because it was kind of like the ultimate tinkering kind of job right molding metal was something that kind of reached out to me right but yeah i, I continued on you know and it, i think it's made me uh, a safer worker and i think that's why i was let go from my uh job recently i was let go two weeks ago from my job uh because i kept refusing unsafe work you know uh they have what's called in the trade uh push bro uh brooch uh uh machine and what you have to use is a, a five ton press and you have to push a brooch uh, through a piece of metal and what it creates is a keyway well anyways these brooches are tempered metal so uh, any kind of pressure that's put on it and it doesn't like the pressure it'll just shatter into a thousand pieces right so a thing that i kept complaining in the shop is there was no safety guard around this press for when i pushed this brooch through i kept saying to him i'm like i don't want to do this because if this thing shatters it's going to blow up in my face and there's no safety precautions and in place right oh well like it's done safely in the trade i'm like yeah well of course it's done safely in the trade with the right safety precautions i've seen too much stupid shit and it's too many people been harmed in the fucking trade that i'm not going to do this and the the guy kept saying to me too he kept saying to me my supervisor he said to me he's like you have to do this because he's gonna fucking as uh, the other guy that does it, he's going to go on holidays and I need you to learn this for when he goes on holidays. These were the, his, his fucking words out of his mouth. Wow. And after I refused that, the next week I was let go. The owners pulled me into the office and they both sat there. They gave me a severance check and they said to me, you're not a right fit for the company. And I turned and I said to him, I'm like, what do you mean I'm not a right fit for the company? That's something you say to somebody that's, you know, didn't pass three months probation. I've been here for three 
th- or two years, how are you going to sit here and say that I'm not a right fit for the company? Oh, you're just not a right fit for the company. I'm like, okay, well, I obviously see what's going on here. The writing's on the wall. So, so that's that's kind of where my employment's led me now. And now I landed a new job that I started on. I start on Monday, that I'm very happy to be starting on Monday. It's a blessing in disguise, man. You don't you don't want that shatter shattering kind of experience. And I think yeah, you got to look at it as a blessing in disguise, especially because you you know it's 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 got to be crappy being laid off, especially in this economy. But the fact that you bounce back so quick. With, yeah, exactly like Flip, Flip, Flip Flatjack is saying in chat, getting the new gig, congrats. And uh, hope you continue being smart about being safe with that. Well, and like I said, I, I've seen enough stupid shit in the machine shop that I know when unsafe work is happening, right? And there, there's tons of shit that I could, you know, go to WCB on and get them fucking dinged for. Because there's a lot of unsafe shit prior to that, but I won't go into detail. But it's like, I just let it go. I, you know, somebody's going to get hurt. I probably shouldn't let it go. I should probably let WCB know what the fuck's going on there because somebody else is going to get fucking hurt. You know? You know, you see enough stupid shit in the shop and you know when unsafe work is unsafe work. And like I said, I have to go home to a, a young family. I have a three-year-old son and a five-month-old son and a wife. You know, it's like I got to make sure I got to see them at the end of the day. I yeah, gonna, respect gonna... respect for that, dude. That's you got your priorities straight for sure. And my wife is is happy about that too because it was a slippery slope. I was getting pretty depressed at that shop. I was drinking a lot more than I usually do. Like I like to have a few beers every once in a while, but I was at the point where I was almost drinking every day. Yeah, yeah. You got you got to take your, take care of yourself, and uh, sounds like it's it's looking up for you with this new new gig so yeah yeah definitely is some nice yeah. words from jimmy proud of you high pimplar yeah jimmy's a good dude yeah i don't know why i still have this uh list of prohibited games i'm gonna close this uh tab here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, I, I always go into the dock and then i see the name some of those names again <laughs> all right um yeah, we're we're pretty much now at the. Uh, is there anything else like career or like non SC2 related that you'd like to discuss? No, no. It's, it's, I feel like it's uh, it's been a good chat tonight. I feel like yeah. everyone's uh, had some good shit to say. For sure. All right, so we're we're at the uh, the text text based Q and A. So again, chat. If you're still if you're still out there in the internet's, um, we have a couple of questions here. We're gonna address. But if you have a question for High Pimplar, just throw it in the chat right now, and we can we can have him answer that. So the the first question is from Sergeant Ratla. Question: How much worse does StarCraft Two need to become for you to quit playing it? Oh, sorry, Ratla. It's like you know me, man. I'm addicted. I've been playing StarCraft ever since you were still swimming around in your fucking Papa's nutsack. So what can I say? I'm gonna <laughs> keep going, man. That's not true. Rat Ratless is pretty much as old as I am, so that's not true. But yeah, I don't know. When a better RTS comes out, brother, man, when a better RTS comes out. that That's the thing for a lot of us, right? We're hanging on to StarCraft 2 because we're waiting to see what's around the corner. And uh, I think the next year or two, we'll, we'll know. Uh, the last question here is from Cytotonic. What time is it where you are? 
I think she's talking about the time zone that we're in. Uh, it's 11.30. 11.30 p.m. Yep. Wow, so these are, these, these are some hard questions, guys. <laughs> Man, fuck, I'm sweating balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's, we're both uh, Pacific time, North America, cytotonic. I think cytotonic is uh, Canada. Too. You're in Canada, right? But I think she's Montreal. I want to say she's Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. That's uh, one of the few places that I probably live in, in Canada. Places in Ontario, places in Quebec, and places in British Columbia. Everywhere else is pretty much a dumpster. <laughs> Actually, parts uh, parts of Alberta are not bad. Uh, like, you get the Rockies in Alberta. <clears throat> Talrax is saying, as someone in the trades as well, he's a welder. I quit many jobs for unsafe practices slash bullshit. Not worth it. Yeah, it's fucking definitely not worth it. There's, there's as being a tradesman, there's a lot of fucking jobs out there. You'll find another job. You know, it's not worth you fucking putting your life in jeopardy or fucking harm putting yourself in harm's way or dealing with fucking bullshit. You know. Definitely, we've got a new question here from Cheesy Puffs zero one two three four nine. Does working night shifts affect your health, sleep issues, any other stuff you can think of? Oh, hell yeah, it does. Uh, it's like the five years of night shift have definitely taken a toll on my sleeping habits. I uh, Now uh, that I've been on uh, regular day shifts, I, I sleep for maybe four or five hours a night. You know, it's like because uh, my body is so adjusted to working night shifts and yeah, it's totally thrown my sleeping schedule around. Uh, as far as family life, it definitely took a toll on the family life. I'm glad that I was working night shift before my family got older. If I was working night shift right now with the family being as old as they are, like my three-year-old and my wife taking care of the five months, like she refuses to let me take care of the kid during the nighttime because she's adamant that she's going to sleep train him to sleep in the crib and god bless her right and she wants me to get a good night's sleep to go to work the next day right but yeah night shift is i would never say to anyone work night shift working night shift definitely affects your health it definitely affects your health it affects your sleeping habits it affects your uh personal life uh, it affects your uh your eating habits yeah it's just not good nobody should have to work permanent night shifts yeah, I've met some people in the uh, healthcare industry that work night shifts or like friends of friends. And I've heard, you know, they, um, from the surface, you hear, oh, night shift, it's great. You know, you can work at night and then have your day off. But those people that work, yeah, in medical, like the Cheesy Puff is saying, oh, God, nurses in their 12-hour shifts. Yeah, they work a brutal, like, 12-hour night shift. They're just using the, the daytime. They sleep during the day. They're nocturnal. And, yep. uh it's really ass backwards socially. All your friends and family are going to be awake during the day for the most part, maybe a little bit at night, but that's when you're starting your shift, you know? So, uh, and it's like, I used to work four tens. I having the extra day, but what the hell was the extra day? You'd end up sleeping until like three o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon on your, you know, your first day off. So what the hell was the point of having a day off when you haven't done anything productive, you know, to me, having a day off is, is not just sleeping in till three o'clock in the morning. It's or three o'clock in the afternoon, waking up at a reasonable time and you know doing something productive or going out and doing something. You know, summertime, going to the beach. You know, 
and I wasn't doing that working night shift, you know, summertime. It's like, oh, fuck, it'd be so drained and fucking done from the week. I'd sleep till three in the afternoon. It's like, fuck, I could have gone to the beach or I could have gone, you know, shopping when there's nobody at the fucking the shops or the malls and shit like that. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, cheesy Puffs. White rock, one white, one white rock. Rest of it is darkest sand beach kick. White rock. Are you are you from Canada? The cheesy puffs. Is that what's going on here? Is that what white rock is? Is like is, is that what I'm missing? Because I I live I live near a place called White Rock, so that's why I'm getting thrown for a loop. I don't know. Oh, you live near Vancouver. There you go. I was actually just in White Rock. Me and my wife went there for Mexican tonight. Nice. I'm in Abbotsford, BC. Holy fuck. Oh, uh, we got some local some locals. You guys should hang locals. out. Yeah, fuck, I'm in Langley. Alright, chat. Hi Pimplar. This is the uh the outro of the podcast. So this is uh your opportunity here to plug your socials, your Discord, your stream. Um anything that you anything you want to mention. Well, I don't I, I don't do any socials. Um it's like I have Instagram, but it's like I don't really fucking use it. Um, but yeah, I got Twitch. You guys come hang out, man. You guys want to play team games? You guys want to play? Watch me play one v one. It's like you guys don't have to sub, or you guys don't even have to follow, man. You guys just come out, hang out, chill out. I'm a pretty reasonable guy. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Cool. All right, thank you, Hype Implar, for coming on the the podcast, the Grassroots Starcraft Two podcast, so for episode sixteen. Absolutely, buddy. Anytime. And uh, just like I say at the end of end of every episode, um, if you if you missed some of this episode, you're just tuning in right now. Uh, the podcast will be up on my YouTube channel, likely in twenty four to forty eight hours, and on the podcast platforms uh, around the same time. So thank you again, Hype Implar, for coming on the show and. Thank you all for for tuning in. Uh, Jimmy is saying his name is what? What is he saying? Al, I'm not sure what Jimmy's trying to say here. He's he knows a lot of pro gamers. Oh, he's okay. Me, he's he's telling me he knows a Canadian pro gamer. He oh, Canadian pro gamer. Got it. Okay. But yeah, anyways, thanks for having me, PCH. Yeah. Uh, fucking we'll see you soon i'm probably gonna stream here in a 20 minutes i'm gonna check on the fam so you guys want to come out and play some team games hang out yeah i'm down for some teams that's a good uh a good segue we can both stream and play some teams yeah sure just give me like i don't know like i said 10 minutes or so to just check on the on the fam make sure my wife's not pulling her hair out trying to deal with my youngest <laughs> rattler says team game hype hype yeah, thank yeah, you, Jimmy. Uh, Sensation, you... Cheesy Puffs. All right, take care. Yeah, I'll see you in a bit, bud.